All right, ladies and gents. Um, so for this podcast, I have Orlando King. Uh, he is on TikTok with a million followers, so he's a fucking beast. Uh, and not only that, he's a fucking G. Uh, we had a very long conversation, a lot longer than I fucking thought, if I'm being like really fucking honest. I was like more of his time than I'd like to admit uh, accidentally, but that's my bad. But it, it was a fantastic fucking conversation. Um, and I know you guys are going to fucking enjoy the fuck out of this. Uh, we went back and forth quite a bit, but uh, overall, just just give it a listen, uh, give it a shot, um, and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I missed. Nope. See ya. I go by many different names. Currently, they call me Orlando King. I was born in Madagascar. My parents fled the war in Asia, landed in that uh, island off the coast of Madagascar, off the coast of Africa, sorry. Um, I was born and raised there. After about the age of nine to 10, I went to Europe. We traveled around the Balkan areas, met some Celtic people. I got separated from my parents at the border. And I was basically wandering around like a vagabond. Had to survive by myself, learn the ways of life. I've gotten poisoned. I've been threatened to be sent to jail, fights brink of death, and then I somehow managed, managed to end up in Toronto miraculously. So have you ever had, like, any contact with your parents, like, ever since then? Or, like, what's been, like, the whole time? I live with my parents. I live with my parents, and I, I'm going to hopefully live with my parents until either they die or I die. I doubt I'm ever going to die, but... <laughs> what was I going to say? What, um, so, like, if you were to have a wife, you would pretty much live with your parents still at that, that point in time? I have a wife. How many wives I have do you wives. have? I have like, bro, I have wifeys everywhere. <laughs> That's not, I was like, I you have, said wife, and I was like, there's more to this. <laughs> I know there's more to this. I like to protect them from the public, right? Yeah, yeah. As uh, no one knows who my family is, they've never seen them. They don't know where I'm from, my nationality, nothing. I like to keep it like that. In fact, I don't even want people to know the name of my my wives, my girlfriends, whatever. My friends haven't met my girls. Oh, they really? Met them. I don't want that. Uh-huh. My friends are the same way, though. I wouldn't want to meet their girl. It's, it's, there's no point. Uh-huh. What is my girl going to do hanging out with my boys or vice versa? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Uh, that's true. That's true. I never really thought about it that way, actually. What business do they have? If they come over to my house and she's making tea, yeah, sure, she'll make some tea. And she'll go occupy herself in her room. Or maybe she'll go off to her cousin's house or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Um, why, why do you think, I wanted to ask you this too, actually, this is kind of slightly off topic, but it kind of lives in the realm of like you living with family and this and that. Right. Why do you, do you think that like a lot of people just like move out? Why, why do you think people just move out on their own? What the hell is the point of that? Because that's one thing I've always thought was pretty fucking stupid, even just ever since I was like a kid. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. Cause you seem very well worse than that. I don't know why people move out. I think it's this new Anglo-Saxon Western notion that, okay, at the age of 18, you need to move out, separate yourself from your family right? Oh, the nuclear family doesn't exist. Don't worry. You have to be an independent, be yourself. Don't um, abide by the family structures. And I find that completely bullshit. Your family is your support structure, emotionally, spiritually. Um, that is your blood. You're going to move out to be what? With your boy, mm-hmm. hang out with some random people, bring a girl over. Those people will abandon you at every given turn. Something happens and you're done. You're going to be left sinking. So the family is who's going to be with you. The family, my parents are going to be taking care of my child when I'm not in the country or I'm out work or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, my family's going to be there sticking by me. 
my cousins are my brothers. I don't really have too many friends. I have one or two friends in the world. And family is what's going to keep you grounded in this, in this universe. If some shit pops, if I go to the jail, who's going to be, who's going to stick by me? Think my woman's sticking by me? I go to jail for four years. She's gone. She's going to fucking some other guy. Um, my boy is not, not going to give a shit. My family's going to be there. Bail me out. Stick by me. Mm -hmm. You know what, what, what do you think, what do you say about like the people that like have families, but their families have been snakes to them. And I'm referring to like myself in particular, because I do believe that family should be the foundation of key, like the, just the foundation for a person. Right. But for me in particular, a lot of my fucking, yeah, they're just shady. They're sketchy. So I, even them, I don't even trust. So I'm like, and I'm on a similar boat to you. I have like two, three, maybe good friends and like, that's it. Right. But yeah, so I want to hear your takes on that because I don't even think I can trust them for the most part. Uh, here and there, but like not on like certain things, you know, if you know what I mean. The thing with family is with friends, you need to trust them to some extent, mm -hmm. right? With family, the idea of trust even goes out the window because they're still your family. Mm -hmm. Okay, they snake you. They're still my fucking brother. You're still my cousin. All right, over a few bucks, you snaked me. Like, shit. Okay, let's move on. I'm just going to make sure I don't give you money. Um... <laughs> They're still your family, though, yeah, yeah. because I believe that your family is going to be the only people who are actually willing to die for you. Mm -hmm. And despite them snaking you, as long as it's not completely egregious, mm -hmm. as long as they didn't fuck your woman in your bed, um, then it's important to cultivate a strong relationship with them, overcome those those treacheries and try to form a strong bond with them. Got it. Got it. Okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah, no, I don't have anything like of that nature, like my dad doing anything like that, right, or, or whatever. But yeah, no, I've just thought it's interesting because there's there's been like a like a lot of shit that's gone on and whatnot. But so I just wanted to hear your take on that. But I I mean, and and then the thing is, I the only, my brother's the only person in like on my side of the family or whatever that hasn't staked me, which is quite funny. But like everyone else, how close are you? Not that close. He lives in San Francisco. <laughs> He's like, why not? Um, I, if things got like, I moved out when I was like 16. So like I left my family, my system, like my brother and like, I went out on my own. Um, and then pretty much from there, we just haven't talked like really. And then like, we'll talk like every once in a while, but just the bond's not there. We're, we're in two different worlds almost. Your greatest blessing in this world is being born with a brother. Mm. And I, every single day I've wished I had a brother younger or older. It doesn't matter to me. I wished very, very badly that I could have been blessed with a brother, but I didn't. Your brother is going to be the only person who's going to actually have your back in every single regard. And if you form a strong relationship with your brother, you share everything with your brother, you spend all your time with your brother, that is going to be your your right-hand man, your gunman. Uh, it's the most important thing to cultivate. So I believe that if you do go and reconnect with your brother mm. and just tell him, listen, fuck all this bullshit, fuck the girls, fuck everything else, me and you, let's grind down, let's do some shit together. We'll share everything. We'll live together. You have an army. No one has your best interests at heart. But if you short, uh, if you cultivate that strong relationship with your brother, no one's going to stand in your way. I've accomplished so much shit by my fucking self. By myself. Mm -hmm. Now imagine I had a brother who is aligned with my vision, supporting me. I was supporting him. My accomplishments would have been 10x by now. So I think your best bet right now, better than betting on a fucking Bitcoin in 2012, becoming a millionaire, <laughs> is to cultivate a strong relationship with your brother. Yeah. And uh, we're in different worlds, but I think we also align very closely compared to a lot of people. Because he, he lives in, like, Berkeley, right? The heart of all the, 
the most leftist extremist motherfuckers in the world are out there, right? And he's always debating them like left and right, which I think is hilarious. He has more balls than me almost at times, I think. But uh, uh-huh. he's he's a very soft and like fragile guy. How would you go about like cultivating a bond if no we're like not even near each other? Like we're we're like nine hours away, and I'm sure I could think of it on my own, but I want to hear like your perspective on that. I don't think it's very hard. Um, where there's a will, there's a way, and if you mm-hmm. truly wanted to, I think you. You would either move there or convince him to move in with you. Mm-hmm. Wherever you guys are, as long as you're together, that's all that matters. And um, I'm sure he could benefit off of your energy, your beliefs, mm-hmm. your strength. And it would facilitate something for him. You said he was uh, a little um, fragile, a little um, uh, like, timid. To, to be like not mean, like a, l- a little bit of a, be- a little beta, like probably the definition of it. Like yeah. he's very weak, he's very, but he's very fucking brilliant though. I will give him, he's brilliant he knows what he's talking about is he your younger brother he's my younger brother i'm the older yeah and there you go it's your responsibility to drill some fucking some slaps into his dome God right some it. knuckles right. into his temple and go like listen you gotta toughen up yeah yeah this world ain't gonna be kind to you yeah it's your job as an older brother to fucking drill that into him no one else is gonna do it yeah yeah you got a fucking point yeah maybe maybe i just been like pussying out and making excuses with that shit but yeah because i've just been like i've been like i've been poking at it but like you like you were saying I, i'm a strong believer like if there's a will there's a way right and obviously that will hasn't really been there and i'm like god like it's just interesting like hearing it from like somebody else's perspective versus like it's circling around in my own head if that makes sense the reason i like middle eastern culture arabs um muslims in general they have a strong sense of brotherhood mm-hmm. especially within the family so there is um, the family is your most important structure. You have to keep your family close. You have to respect your parents. You have to love your brothers. Be very, very family-oriented. And what that has done is it allows them to overcome a lot of financial hurdles mm-hmm. because, once again, you're all together instead of fractured. Mm-hmm. One person's income is not as strong as five people's income pulled together. And if you have your brother, you could survive tough times financially. You have someone to lean on and support. Right? If there's a fucking If there's a fight outside your door, your brother's coming. I don't care how timid he is. As long as he loves you and you tell him, listen, you got to bang out when, when it's time to bang out. He'll come throwing knives. Yeah, yeah. In every facet, you'll be protected. And you'll also provide some level of protection because you're an older brother. And what's going to make you stronger is placing burden on your shoulders, more responsibility. You're right. You're right. Interesting. It's interesting how respons- responsibility works. There there are certain responsibilities like I don't, I don't want to burden myself with, like with having a kid and this and that nature. But you need to have that fine balance. And I and a lot of people say like responsibility is key, like Jordan Peterson and people in that world, right? But one thing that I realize it's not even res- – I guess it is technically responsibility. But for me in particular, like to go a little bit deeper into that is probably it's just pressure. Pressure is what's always like forced me to like go on to the next level, and it's always been little by little. It's never been like a certain explosion, at least not yet. But that's when what's been helping me cross that bridge, if that makes sense. So one form of pressure, whether like you impose you self impose like more bills on yourself, but you also have to be careful with that because you can end up on a road of degeneracy. You can end up in a fucking nine to five for the rest of your life. You can be stuck in the wagey fucking brokey life. You just stuck in the cycles. You have to you have to be very careful and very understanding of what your position is and and work within those confines if that makes sense yeah and i find myself as a product of my environment so um if i'm around certain people who are engaging in degenerate behavior i'll kind of get sucked in and lost into that um you just have to tune everything out and find people who are on the same mission as you or aligned with you mentally but also key or very close to you Mm -hmm. right it's not just enough to be talking to these individuals if you have a 
two or three good close boys who are on the same mission as you and you're spending all your time with them, talking with them, building with them, speaking money, mm-hmm. then it's going to align you with those things, right? But if you're chilling with your boys who are fucking in their house, on the couch, eating Cheetos, watching movies all day, mm. guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to be jerking off and smoking weed. Yeah. So it's important to align yourself with those right people. And then, and then, and then the drinking and the smoking and the drugs and the women won't even be an issue. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes sense. And, it, and it's funny how that you mentioned that because 95% of the time I'm by myself, if not like probably even more like the gym working, uh, just doing my own thing, right? Like, cause I, I enjoy my peace. I don't need bullshit. I, like, I don't really want to talk to girls that are like, dude, if a girl like fucking messages like every two hours, like, where the fuck are you done? You're done. I like, I like, I just value my peace that much, right? Like I'm just trying to, trying to work one way or another. And then when I do hang out with somebody, it's like with my one friend, uh, that's named Tim. Right. And he's like, he was like hardcore into like the blue pill world. And I've tried to save so many people and I realized that's just a fucking waste of time because people that like are ignorant just don't want to listen, right? And like, I've kind of like poked at him and he's like, he's been bridging to working out every day. I'm like, rest days are for fucking pussies, right? Like I like, I'm like, even if you have to have like an active fucking recovery, do 50 pushups, run for 20 minutes, fucking you did something right be proud of yourself because the most important thing is the first fucking first 90 days right the first three fucking months are we're gonna establish your fucking habits day to day and he's he's just been slowly bridging and whenever i'm with him right like and i realized that uh, going back to the point where like you, you are who you surround yourself whenever i'm with him i always push myself like an extra 10 20 percent with like with the workouts or with the running right it, sometimes it might be an ego thing but sometimes i think ego can actually aid in a person which is quite interesting Absolutely, ego. Ego is not the enemy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what's that? Uh, Ryan Holiday, right? There's this famous beta male author, okay, <laughs> who says, you guys must have heard of him. He's a stoic. He says, ego is the enemy. Uh-huh. He made a whole book about it, claiming that you need to keep your ego in check. You need to destroy it, be liberated. And he says, ego, ego is the fucking enemy. Now, I challenge everyone who believes in that book to take a look at fucking Ryan Holiday. Because if I bump into Ryan Holiday in the street and I shake his hand, he would crumble into dust, right? Yeah. I would If his girl was right next to him and I spoke to his girl and he looked at me sideways, a simple glare, like I'm a basilisk, he would freeze up. Why? Because he has no ego. He has no idea of self-identity. Mm-hmm. So ego is not the enemy. Ego is your friend. You just have to learn how to make it your friend. Mm-hmm. Ego is what's going to push you through hard times when you don't believe in yourself. Ego is going to make you think that you deserve great things when perhaps you're not in the greatest circumstances. If you don't have ego, you don't have self-love. Men need ego. The problem with today's world is a lot of people don't have a fucking ego, right? I'm not meaning to be arrogant. Don't be fucking arrogant. Don't walk around like, you know, the world owes you something. But have some level of self-belief that you're the fucking guy. I need to go out and make shit. Because that's what I deserve for myself. So I'm going to earn it for myself. That's quite interesting. And not to be like two-faced like to myself, right? Like because I'm famous for also saying, like I probably said this like in 10, 15, 20 podcasts. Like I, I have said ego is the enemy. But recently I got into the point. I'm like, it's just it just looks so like 
it just screams like complacency or like you gave up on yourself and this is a coping mechanism to live with being an empty shell, an empty vessel almost. And I, I think I'm empty like vessel. getting to that point. Yeah, I said that earlier. But I almost feel like there, there's validity to that, right? And I'm just like, huh. I was like, if ego's a bad thing, I I mean, fuck it. I guess I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to have a little bit of ego. But it, like, I think with anything, it has to be like a controlled chaos. I think you have to have it, but it has to be reined in because because obviously the louder people will scream, right? The people the most egotistical, the loudest people in the room will always scream and make their way and to get their point across and everything, right? But I also like, I think you need to have a little bit of that, but just quiet, if that makes sense. Because that, that, like being complacent, being like just, oh, I'm fine with my fucking Carl's Jr. And like, oh, and I can go meditate later. Fucking just, it's fucking crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know. And if you think ego is the enemy, that's a form of self-hate because ego is part of your identity. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, shit. Right? We <laughs> have the id, the ego, and the super ego, right? Yeah. And the ego is there to balance your id and your super ego. And if you hate your ego, the balancing center of your psyche, mm-hmm. you're having a form of self-hate. Why not turn these faculties of your brain into your friend? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Rein them in, make them serve you. Don't eliminate them. Don't register them as a part of you that you hate. No. Mm-hmm. You love every part of you. Make it your friend. Make it serve you. And a lot of people who you say that oh, enter a room, they have to be the loudest in the room. That's not ego. That's insecurity. Mm-hmm. They feel like people should listen to them because inherently no one listens to them. Mm-hmm. So it's not even ego. It's just an insecurity thing. Ego is your friend. And that's interesting. That's a very interesting statement. So I, I and I've been thinking about this too, like on my own, like terms when I'm by myself and shit, right? But so there, there, there's ego where that you said that there's it's your friend, right? But I also think that since that being a key component in human nature, I think ego can be used against you willingly. And those are two different worlds versus like the whole just thing, right? Because think about it, like let's say let's say like being blue like a blue fucking democratic pussy right is like your whole identity you will back it till the day you die and that that comes from the belief that they get instilled you to become that person right and you will back until the day you die because of ego and i think that's that's where the, those two like differentiate but there's truth to that too if that makes sense where ego is your friend of course it's listen it's always everything in this world has a positive and negative to it mm-hmm. right is the yin and the yang mm-hmm. and i believe if you don't Adhere to your ego. Don't listen to it. Listen to what it wants. And then direct it towards the right direction. Of course, it can be used against you, mm-hmm. right? The same thing can be said with pleasure. There are positive pleasures and negative pleasures. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure you're on the right path, self-aware enough to understand what the right direction is. Mm-hmm. Open to the truth. And then you can direct your ego towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people in this day and age are already pre-programmed how does one deprogram and then from there how do you reprogram yourself into what's right if that makes sense and i know it's a loaded question i know you might not have the whole answer to that and that's completely okay but i wanted to hear if you've you've thought about that because that's a very that's a very interesting question and i think it starts with like obviously everyone goes off like the emotional clickbait and like the fucking seven second TikTok or whatever and they hear it and they get based off of those emotions right and then from there if you have any slight brain and curiosity you go for the bigger picture and then you can begin understanding the truths of the world and then figuring it out and then going down your own path the correct path at least not in delusional land right so i know there's steps to that but i was just wondering if you had like any thoughts on that so how to deprogram yourself and right align yourself with true beliefs for the people that I will think listen, everyone, because I, I think there's a good amount of subset of people that are just lost causes too. So, I don't know. 
Of course, of course. Yeah. You, you, not everyone can be liberated. Not everyone can be saved. Yeah. That's the Pareto distribution, mm -hmm. right? If everyone was rich, no one would be rich. Yeah. But if you want to deprogram yourself, and um, I kind of don't like that term because everyone is programmed by beliefs. I'm programmed by my own beliefs. I try, the difference I try, is... I want to get to that later because I try to program myself every single day with certain things. Uh, carefully, though. Because I think I think the human mind is a very fragile thing, so I don't listen to good things and things of that nature. I'll, I'll go more into it later. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, first thing I would tell people uh, is to identify external input. Mm -hmm. So what externally is being putting into your brain that's altering your modes of behavior and your thought processes? People don't understand. There's every day we're interacting with shit that's affecting our psyche. That's coming from the external and not the internal. For example, music. Mm -hmm. You listen to fucking music in your car on your way to work. Little do you know it's programming the way you're believing and you're thinking. If I'm turning on the radio or my phone and party rock anthem comes on. Oh yeah, party rock. I'm partying. <laughs> fuck bitches. Make money. Yeah. Hip hop. Shoot the cops. What's going to happen to me after a week of listening to that music? Mm -hmm. My subconscious is going to be slightly programmed to that mode of thinking. Mm -hmm. That's why ravers love to listen to what is that electric house and bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Because it aligns to the way they think. It programs you. This is external inputs. This is why religious people believe that music is the devil. Muslims believe music is haram. Why? Because it influences your decision beyond your own consciousness. It's subconscious driving factors. Things like music. I would tell you to eliminate all types of negative and sad music from your repertoire. Stop listening to sad music. You're a man. You have no reason to be sad. Why the fuck are you listening to sad music? Stop. So, eliminate music from your repertoire. You don't need it. Mm -hmm. Useless pleasures. Number two, make sure that you're in an environment that you have some level of control over. For example, if you're, if you're every day at your house, there's people arguing, your parents talking about politics, you're going to eventually delve into that conversation. And you might align with certain views that you don't want to align with. If you're talking, if you're hanging out with people that are bums, not really directed towards self growth, you're going to align same in the same way. So it's not like a complicated answer. I think people know the answer. Don't allow external inputs to control who you are. Internalize, self reflect. Don't allow external input to affect who you are. That's quite interesting. Yeah, and I that that friend that I mentioned to um, to my friend Tim, I actually told him that like a week ago which is quite funny at least the music thing but i want to touch on this too i did not know music was haram really i, I had no fucking idea i always knew like i'm like everything you are a fucking delicate human being your mind is delicate your brain is delicate i know everything goes your way but i didn't know music was haram go go into that a little bit more there's a story in the quran and i think it's in the bible too but i'm not too sure mm -hmm. during the conception of humanity after adam and during his progeny one of the first few clans there were Separated into two clans, one of the clans of one of the sons of Adam and a clan from the other sons of Adam. Now, in order for the devil to play his magic, he knew that he couldn't get these humans to engage in the extreme sins like adultery, murder, all this type of stuff. So he decided to go one step at a time. Mm -hmm. He appeared in the town square playing a flute disguised as a little boy dancing. And these people have never encountered music. They didn't know what instruments are. But when they heard this music, their bodies started moving. They felt, um, <laughs> their, their, their consciousness was altered slightly. Mm -hmm. They felt good. They felt things they never felt before. They started to co-mingle. Men and women started to interact. Women started moving their bodies in sensual ways, which um, aroused the men. Mm 
which eventually led to men and women mingling, men and women engaging in intercourse. It was a corrupting effect. And that was according to the, the fables or the myths or whatever you want to call it, depending on what you believe. Mm -hmm. That is the moral of the story. The music had a corrupting initial effect. Mm -hmm. That is why we believe music is haram. Because it is the precursor to a lot of the bad things we do. A lot of people who are school shooters listen to the same type of music. Those hard rock music. That fucking satanic evil, you know, drumming. Ah, they're screaming, kiss with his big tongue. Yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah, the yeah. world. I want to die. Bullshit like that. Mm. People who go to the club want to listen to that, that dancing reggaeton. Shit that makes you vibe, wants to do bubbles. You know, the girl ends up giving head to <laughs> the fucking, to some random guy yeah, behind yeah. the club. She's drunk. Understand these things are all influencing us. And I'm not perfect either. I do listen to music once in a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, most definitely it has a fucking influence on us. It corrupts us. Got it. Yeah, that that's interesting. I, I, I didn't really even know that. And what's funny that you you start mentioning that, right? Like for me, re like recently, I've just been like, uh, not recently, for like the past few years, like I've been like looking for a religion because I've always been like quite like weird, right? Because I was raised Catholic and I kind of separated myself when I was like in my early teens. I'm like, I don't know. Like I 100% believe in God. I 100% pray every single, not every day, but like pretty often, right? Like as, as close as I can. Uh, and my lines align to that, but I've always been like super cautious of the Bible. And then I tried out Christianity and I'm like, there, there's some, like what someone said is like Christianity is pretty much amounted to nothing. It stands for fucking nothing. Therefore, you know, it's just garbage. And I'm like, that's true. And I'm like, this, I always been wishy-washy. And I'm like, it's kind of true that like Islam is like the whole, how do I say it? Like a whole 180 from the degeneracy. And I'm like, and if that's the one that's hated the most, that's probably how it's going to be. That's probably the correct one. Not that I know or whatever, but I'm like, I'd probably bet, I'd probably put my bets on that. So I'm like, I've just started looking to it like super recently. I'm like, shit, I'm going to be in, the, uh, I don't know if this haram or not, but an Islamic beaner. <laughs> that would be quite funny, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, there's a, there's a huge uh, Muslim population mm -hmm. in South America. Actually, I know a, a, a Latina uh, Muslim. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think I I've Latina ever Muslim. seen like any Mexican. I'm like, shit, am I going to be like one of the first few? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're hidden. Maybe they're hiding out. I don't know what they're doing. They're not going to the quinceañeras. <laughs> but they're there. Yeah, yeah. They're there. They're listening to reggaeton and shit out there. Bro, blowing bubbles yeah, and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drinking Bacardi, smoking Lala, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah but um, most definitely, Islam is, I think, the... Proponents of Islam, the tenets, uh, the tenets of Islam, mm. the people who follow it are willing to follow it to the death. And if you're going to believe something, you might as well believe it fully. If you're going to be on the fence, choose a side. Mm -hmm. Being on the fence doesn't protect you from anything. Oh, I sort of believe in God and I think this is haram, but I'm still going to do this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Acknowledge what is right and wrong. And if you falter in doing that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't be iffy on the fence. And Muslims today will are, I think, the last religious people who are willing to defend their religion despite progression, despite the new uh, morals that is being pushed to us by the government, debauchery. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. Single mamas, city girls, Cardi B, the stallion woman. Go twerk. It's okay. Yeah. Go be fat woman on the stage playing the flute. You know how Megan the stallion, what's that fat? Lizzo. She was on stage <laughs> in a bikini. Her ass was yeah. jiggling. She was playing the fucking flute. Yeah. Haram. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. 
You know, no one wants to see you. God bless you, you're fat. Nothing against fat people, but that's... Why are you in a bikini? <laughs> Everyone's in a suit. You're dancing yeah. in front of people. What is this? What are we in the 1700s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know what the fuck that's about. I'm just like... I don't know. I'm like, I need to go to fucking Columbia or some shit. At least they'll be grateful if they're fucking me over or some shit. I don't know, dude. The chicks out here in America are crazy, bro. That's why I'm just like, they they have, they don't need, like I said, like I mentioned, we were talking about earlier. I was like, a lot of the women over here don't even know what they want. And if you get anal and upset about that, you're a bitch and you're part of the problem too. But it's true. It really is fucking true. And like, that pisses me off, bro. Fucking, I can't, I can't be happy here. I'm like, I gotta move somewhere. I don't know where, but like, I, I'm probably gonna dip like somewhere down the line, honestly. In terms of women, I don't really like the argument of women in every other regard. As I would love to move out of North America. Actually, I will. I want to go to one of the Arab countries. Um, but in terms of the women, I kind of think that the women are the same everywhere. It's not like you're going to go to Sweden and have an easier time getting a wifey. If you're a bum, you're a bum. You're not going to find a wife anywhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, you might even have an easier time here getting women because if you're the guy here, you know, you're the guy. There's not many guys here. Yeah. There's boys here. There's not many guys. Mm-hmm. And women are empty vessels. They're, they, they're not conscious creatures, right? They outsource yeah. their thinking to the hive mind. Yeah. They don't have their own opinions. So if you come and you have strong opinions and you're a confident man who's somewhat successful and driven, then women will generally be, um, generally orbit you. They yeah. want to be closer to you because they realize either A, you're already somewhere yeah. or B, you're on the way to somewhere and she wants to hop on the train. Yeah. And I, and I think it's very good for, and I think it's very important for guys. I think it's very important to, it's very easy to get complacent and pretty much once you get like a girlfriend, you, you're, you're like, oh, I made it. Oh, I'm happy. But then ultimately you're just going to like, you just don't progress in yourself. And then whatever's not moving forward, right? You're depreciating. If you're depreciation, depreciating asset, then you lose respect in her eyes. And if she doesn't have respect for you, then she leaves you and then she finds another man. So it's important to always stay on your mission. There's this one saying that, like, kind of, uh, it's a quote that kind of stuck with me. A man does not become a king by chasing a queen. He becomes a man by chasing the crown. And I think that's very fucking important. And I think a lot of people now in this day and age should, like, be taking note of that. Uh, but, yeah, back to your point where you were saying, like, there's a lot of boys. There's a lot of fucking pussies out here and shit. Yeah, dude, like, recently, like, just having confidence and just, like, just talking anyway. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's gotten me, like not to sound arrogant or whatever, like a lot more girls. And it's, it's quite easy. Like, it's just like on tap now. And a lot of people, I'm a lot of people might hate me on that, but it's like, you know, what's so fucking funny being honest and transparent has so much more benefits than negatives. And that frees you and liberates you from negative karma. And you just feel better as a person and they don't feel like they're going to get fucked over. It's a fucking win win, you know, like you're putting out your intentions out as broad as daylight and like no one gets hurt. Everyone's fucking happy. There's no problems. There's no drama. And I value my peace. Therefore, I do that. So, but I, I think the, the real scumbags of the world are the ones that lie to get pussy. The the betas of the world that confirm the uh, the empty vessels, <laughs> like earlier you mentioned. Absolutely. And those are the ones that are the true fucking scumbags of the world. And I, I don't know. It's it's a crazy world we're in, man. I, I I'm a big on not lying to women. Yeah. As you said, men who lie to women are empty vessels. They're scared that if they tell the truth, that the woman is gonna leave. Um, if you do lie to women, karmic retribution will strike you mm-hmm. because you didn't tell the truth and you did a sin. However, if you tell your woman that, listen, you know, I like you. I care for you. Don't worry what I'm doing. I'm doing my thing. Are we, uh, are we together? Are we exclusive? Listen, we're not ready for that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I expect you to be loyal to me and I'm going to be loyal to you in the ways that matter. Yeah. You go fuck another bitch. 
there's no karmic karmic energy attached to that because you were, did not lie to her. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you said, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking to no girl. Don't worry, baby. Mm-hmm. Karmic retrib- retribution will uh, strike you and strike you down hard. So yeah, don't lie to women, people. It's it's a beta male move. I think it's crazy. And uh, yeah, my like I, I go back to my friend Timelock because he reminds me a lot of how I used to be, right? And it's like, I'm trying to cure him of fucking all this, not cure or whatever. I don't know, just help him, right? Of like all the bullshit. Like you're lying to yourself. You're like, I'm like, you just want to fuck her. He's like, no, I enjoy company. And I'm like, bullshit. You might a little bit, but that's not the real reason why you're hanging out with her. Like don't fucking lie to yourself. And he's like, no, no, but I do. And he would defend it to his death and this and that. So it's like, it's quite interesting going through the process and things of that nature, right? But he's starting to come through. Bro. So I, I I like him. He's but he's still he's gravitating towards the right path. But yeah, he's. he's <laughs> Let me have a. T- I have never met a woman once. Yeah. Okay. Let's say a woman was asexual or a lesbian. Uh huh. I wouldn't talk to her. Yeah. There's not one woman alive that I enjoy the conversation with just <laughs> for the conversation. Yeah. Have you ever had a conversation with a woman? It's fucking torture. It's torture. It is. Sometimes I'm on the phone with a girl or FaceTiming before meeting up. And I'm talking and five minutes in, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. I, I, this is just torture. Yeah. But of course you have to build rapport and be nice and all that stuff. Yeah. Now, if I'm with her in an intimate uh, regard, then I'll, I'll enjoy the conversation. Yeah. Because it facilitates the, the other things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, women, good company. Are you crazy? If I'm not sleeping with the woman... Her company is trash. It's awful. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. No, no, no. I, I 100% agree. Like, I'll 1,000% back that. I, I was just thinking about, like, a certain question. Would you sleep with a woman whose company you don't enjoy? That's one thing, like, I, I don't know if, like, maybe I'm just a pussy with that. But for me in particular, what, like, let's say, like, yeah, if you're all anal over the internet. Like, let's say she's retarded, right? Like, not literally. But, like, if she's... Autistic? Uh, just... Stupid. I'm sorry, but like if she's just stupid, like I'm not talking to say sorry all, for the people listening, but like if she's stupid, like I instantly like I, I don't want to do shit with it. Like that's a turn off to me. I don't know if that's just me or not, but because I know a lot Listen. of guys that can just like pretend to give a fuck and like do it. But like my thing is I can't pretend. And if I'm pretending, then I just it comes off fake and I'm not even in the mood. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just in my head too much. In my experience, if a woman truly loves me, she becomes stupid. Okay? <laughs> this is how you know a woman loves you. Yeah. If a woman really loves you, she um, like levels down to like a seven-year-old. Yeah. She doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't have any thoughts of her own. Yeah. She outsources her consciousness to you. What do you think I should do here? Oh my God, um, she's holding up her maps. You know, hey babe, can you uh, hold the uh, GPS? I, I need to know how to get to the fucking the hotel. Yeah. Oh, um, is it right or left from here? I don't, it can't even read a simple fucking map. Because yeah. she's in love with you and she doesn't want to think. She wants you to do the thinking for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you if your girl is smart and you're with her, she don't love you, my guy. Ooh. So all women are stupid in this regard because yeah. they want to be children. They want to exhale into you. They want you to do the the big thinking, taking the responsibility of guiding her and leading her. Mm-hmm. And she wants to chill and relax and not have to worry or think. She just wants to look pretty, feel pretty, and feel loved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as long as she's bro, as long as she's pleasant to be around, I don't care if she's stupid. I don't care what she is. Just be pleasant to be around. Be nice to me. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm asking. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I'm just like, if you're if you're a good person is a requirement, right? And then if you just have good energy, right? Like you're not always complaining. 
Uh, I don't know. I think uh, controversial, but I think a woman that's always happy is a fucking is a great thing to be around. And I'm just like, why are you all want these all like uptight, making ass fucking bitches that are always like, oh, hot girl shit, hot girl summer. It's like that's just disgusting. Slay queen. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, City dude, girls. the worst thing in the world is looking through a fat girl's comment section, bruh. Slay, queen. Yes, you killed that fucking outfit, bae. I'm just like, bitch, are you retarded? I don't know. And this is why I say yeah. uh, most people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Because you'll ask one of these girls, like, hey, why, why did you call her beautiful? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, but she's beautiful. Every girl's beautiful. Okay, but if every girl's beautiful, then no girl's beautiful, right? Because if everyone was rich, no one was rich. Oh, Simple. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Right? So all girls are beautiful now. But so you're saying you're not more beautiful than this other bitch? Oh, so you're all the same beauty. <laughs> so if I go talk to her, you're not going to be jealous? You're not going to say, oh, that uh, she's ugly? No. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck did I pick you then? The, on the basis of your personality? You're, you're mean to me. You're not nice. You always yell at me. You always fight with me. So why should I be with you? If every woman is the same amount of beauty, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah just, a facts, bro. I'm just, I'm laughing because it's so, it's it, that it's crazy to me that it's like so many people can't say that, and most people won't even think it. But like, what you're spitting is 100% fact, you know. That, that, and it's crazy that it's not spoken nowadays, and that 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 statement in particular is controversial. But it's true. Like you lose respect for a pussy ass guy that gives you all this time, but like that's what you say you want, but then you lose respect for him, and like you, you don't give him your time. You're like get the fuck away from me, and then you end up leaving him for someone else. Your actions dictate what reality is, not your words. And a lot of girls don't get that. Yeah, of course, men are. Uh, uh, I think people are action oriented, right? You mm-hmm. could say a million things, but when the chip hits the fan, what you do defines what you want. Mm-hmm. Your actions define what you want. So if you're a guy. And you think the right way is to be, oh, I'm just going to be nice to her. And, you know, as she throws a tantrum at me and tells me what to do, that's just, it's okay. I still love her. And if she doesn't love me back, I'll just show her more attention. No. Yeah. Look at what they really want by the basis of their actions. Look at who they're dating. Look at who they're talking to. Look at who they're simping over. And try to emulate that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that. Because women will say, oh, I hate a narcissistic man. Oh, narcissistic. Narci- he's so narcissistic. Yeah, he's so narcissistic. I want to sleep with him. Oh, I want to fuck him, but he's a narcissist. Oh my God, he 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 uh, you know, he 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 slept with me. He never called me back. I fucking hate him. I'm just gonna text him again to see if he wants to hang out. Is he doing that? Is she doing that to you? Of course not. You're a beta male. You're a fucking schmuck. Oh, you think sending her roses to her front door and Uber eating her food is what's gonna get her attention? No. Look at the virtue of her actions. Yeah. Yeah, just so many who are just like down like the wrong path. And it's just like, it's crazy how we fucking got over here, man. And then I think it's, uh, this sounds bad too, but it's also the truth. I think it's like, I think it's like more so like, damn, this sounds really bad. Do I want to say it? Do I want, do I want to be a pussy or like, hey, all right, I think Same. it's like almost like giving uh, some woman a big enough of a platform is what gets these messages across and then that does like so that does uh self-propaganda to the other like the females that are like listening and then they think oh, that's true course. and then they don't even realize that that's not true that that's not what they want they want to be feminine they want to be taken care of and they want to have someone to look up to versus fucking being a strong independent bad bitch actually i would even go far as to say that the worst thing that has happened to females yeah. in a modern day is the female celebrities like the kardashians the um 
the Cardi B's, the Stallion Woman's, the Lizzo's, because they're perpetuating this nonsense. The, oh, get liposuction, go do plastic plastic surgery, get a nose job, get bigger, bigger titties. That's going to make you happier. And now you're going to be on a boat in Ibiza, partying with the millionaires. Okay. You're going to be getting the attention of everyone. You're going to get nutted in 75 times by seven different NBA players. And then when you're 35 and no kids, and now you're starting to wrinkle and sag and you had no children, and no man who actually truly loves you and protects you because no one wants to come near you, now you realize that that's not the truth and you've been sold a lie by Hollywood. So yes, of course, don't follow these celebrities. I would even say that for men too. There is no celebrity that you should look up to. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them are empty vessels and they're binded by contracts, told what to say by the top uh, upper echelon of society. You know, the politicians, and this is, this is the hierarchy. I got banned on TikTok for saying this. At the top, you'll have a political party, like the Democratic Party, who believe in investing in social media as part of their campaign. So they'll come to Hollywood executives and say, hey, we have this amount of budget. We need this many influencers or celebrities to promote our campaign. And then the executive will say, okay, Mr. Politician Party X, I got The Rock. I got, um, you know, what's that short black uh, comedian, Kevin something? Kevin Hart. Kevin, Kevin Hart. <laughs> I, got, I got this guy. I got yeah. that guy. Um, we'll get them to spread your message because they have to say it because they're binded by contracts. And all of a sudden, The Rock opens an Instagram live, tear one of tequila and vote yeah. for Joe Biden. Yeah. You're bought and sold. You've been told what to say. Why would you listen to any of them? Well, uh, you've been banned for saying that. Oh, yeah. It was That's not misinformation. Ah. It, it was misinformation. Lying right? sacks of shit, yeah. That's that's fucking wild. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's I don't know, man. I I I I I'm very careful about like following any one person a hundred percent. But I think if you can gain like a main message to grab from that, and then the, the hard thing a lot of people have doing in human nature is like that the bad side of the ego, right? Once you're like they have a strong message, you can't separate the good from the bad. If that makes sense. And it's like if they're doing like dumb shit or whatever, like you'll still support them because you support them for the main message. And by, I think that's a bad thing that humans do, but a lot of humans do. And then they will defend it to the end. And I think it's a bad side of ego. One of my favorite quotes is actually from Andrew Tate's father. He says that go into the media, listen to what they're telling you, find out what direction they're trying to manipulate you with and break it with your mind. So always be cognizant oh, and punish and the perpetrator. In. Punish the perpetrator. That's the last part. Yeah. So be plugged into what they're saying. Listen. And then find out the underlying direction they're trying to push you towards. Fight against it with your mind. Mm -hmm. Because if you just don't know what's going on around you, you cannot fight it with your mind. Mm -hmm. You'll be herded like sheep. But if you understand the message, you hear everything they're saying, the media, the politicians. You're like, okay, they're saying COVID exists. They're saying the vaccines, we need to get them. Even though there was no uh, trials, there was no trial period, the mRNA vaccine, even the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine, he came on the Joe Rogan podcast and said, yeah, the efficacy of this thing is unknown. We don't think it's as effective. Robert Malone. Right? They're perpetuating all these lies. And then you listen to it and go, okay, what is the truth? Who's making the money? Why are they pushing this so hard? And then when you come to the truth, you fight against it with your mind. But if you didn't know any of these things, you weren't listening. You just went with the flow. Oh, there's a vaccine. Mom told me there's a vaccine. Okay, I guess I got to get it because I want to go to the job. You're done. What do you think about um, 
the people that like completely defend getting the vaccine to help the like others in society and now that it's coming out like that vaccines are starting to have effects people are just starting to die out of nowhere and if this is fucking covid misinformation suck my dick i know i should be carefully how i carry my words with this but like i kind of don't give a fuck like that's just me but it's like yeah it's they're causing blood clots like all this new information is coming out that's not on the positive side and now they're like turning a blind eye that's just cowardice no it's not cowardice they knew what they were doing. Yeah. It was not cowardice. You think it's cowardice because you believe these people have virtues and they were doing the right thing. They knew they were doing the wrong thing, especially the people at the top, the media and the government. All knew what was going on. They were getting their pockets lined by Big Pharma. Mm -hmm. Just like Big Pharma has been destroying the world for decades. It was doing the same thing here. Oh, we got a multi-billion dollar deal. Let's push this vaccine out as fast as we can. Let's go to Congress. Let's lobby to make these vaccines mandatory. In fact, let's even go farther. Strip these people of their human rights and say they can't move, they can't travel. We'll send you to jail. We'll give you a fine for not getting the vaccines. And the politicians are all on board. Why? Because they were paid. And now when the information has came out that the vaccine is extremely detrimental to your health, they're going silence. They knew this was going to happen. This was a test to see how complacent the society was. And they succeeded. I'm sorry, but they succeeded. I am unvaxxed. I saw it from the beginning. I did not let it touch me. And in fact, I was traveling the whole time. Were you? I was traveling the whole time. The whole time I was traveling. Damn. I was here. I was there. I was getting fake vax passports. I was doing this. I was doing that. What the fuck did they do? Yeah. They tried to give me a hard time. I ignored it. I lied. I said, I have it. I got someone to fake one for me. I fought it with my mind. I punished the perpetrators. So yes, I don't think they they regret what they've done now because they knew what they were doing from the beginning. They're all liars. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat. I never got vaxxed, and I, like a lot of people tried guilt tripping me, and I was like, I don't move by like societal pressure. In fact, I do the opposite because usually if everyone's moving in waves, that's already a red flag. That, that at least a red flag to look. If if not right, and then I was just like, no, nah, I don't trust it. The fact that you can, I was like, I've never gotten like my flu shot. The only vaccine I got was like when a kid, and that's because my parents forced me. But other than that, I've never gotten like I've always felt the sickness off. Just fucking work out every single fucking day. Do cardio, do weight training, do all this and that, do all the right things. But it's so crazy to me how everybody can pretty much oh do it for your health, do it for your health, do it for, for other people's health, get the vaccine. But they, can't, they don't even worry about their own health by going to the gym and taking care of themselves and taking vitamin D and getting all these supplements and eating right. And then instead they'll just, they'll just go to McDonald's and get a fucking Big Mac and large fries and a fucking Diet Coke. That fucking blows my fucking mind, bro. Yeah. And the funny thing is people are so against treating the causes. I mean, um, the symptoms this, rather than the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We're always pro, oh, eliminate this from this diet. Don't smoke because it's bad for your lungs. Get the vaccine to prevent you from doing this rather than strengthening your immune system. Here's an interesting statistic, and I don't know the exact numbers, but your um, your chance of death from smoking cigarettes every day increases exponentially, mm -hmm. right? But the decrease in your, your all-cause mortality if you work out every single day decreases more than the increase if you smoke every day. So it's actually better for you to work out every single day than cutting cigarettes out, which means that strengthening your immune system and not to say don't cut cigarettes out, but it's better for you to strengthen your immune system rather than eliminate all the things that are harming you, mm -hmm. right? Strengthen your body before you eliminate all the, the, the toxins that, that are polluting your mind or your body, right? 
So all these amount of pharmaceuticals that you're ingesting, all these drugs, all these medicines, they're not doing shit to your natural resilience. Yeah, so I don't know about the cigarette thing, but I do know that like the working out you said, it reduces your all-cause mortality by, by five times. I've heard seven to eight times, especially if you're doing cardiovascular exercise. I usually say that for like the like conservative number for the people that are like, oh no, but this and that, this and that, you know, like they're like, they try to fight a tooth and nail. And I'm just like, listen, like I try to put like a fair number. Usually I don't, I don't like to go in the trees for that, but even five times, think about it alone, like seven, eight, right? It's a ridiculous number. It's a ridiculous yeah. number either way, even a low end, right? It's ridiculous. Um, Andrew Huberman talks about it. Is yeah, the, the reduction of all cause mortality is to uh, seven or eight times versus smoking cigarettes, I think is a three times increase in all cause mortality. Which, if you scale it and they say cigarettes are so bad for you, I don't smoke cigarettes, I only smoke cigars. But there's a clear uh, uh, which one's better mm-hmm. working out every day, eating good food, exercising is so much better. Why is no doctor prescribing this? Because there's no money in telling them to go to the gym. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. There's no money in that at all. It's like, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, they want to treat the symptoms, not the cause. That That's why I actually had, I had a functional medicine doctor on and they were like, nah, like, and this was like during like the heat of fucking COVID too. They were like, don't just take the little short thing, right? Like go for the fucking, um, go, go for the actual thing, the symptom itself. And there's always something if you actually get to the root of it. Right. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. Why, why do you think people ignore their own health like that? I think people ignore their own health. The same reason they ignore objective truths, the same reason they ignore objective, uh, uh, morality. It's because people are lazy and they're weak and majority of people are going to be like this. Okay. And it will never change. However, the responsibilities on the top 5%, strong men mm-hmm. and not even women men who are naturally born leaders to direct the herd towards the right direction mm-hmm. that is where the whole concept of democracy came from you want to elect a leader that represents the people who is to some extent more cognizant than the people who cares about this to lead them in the right direction because if you allow the people in and of itself to make the decisions they will inevitably lead you in the wrong direction so you need the top strong five percent top 1%, whatever you want to call it, of strong, powerful, moral individuals to lead you in the right direction. The issue with today is those same people are morally bankrupt. They're corrupted. Yeah. Right? When do you think that changed? Because I think, I think, giving the benefit of the doubt, I think it changed for the good during the revolution of the 1700s. I think somewhere along the lines, it went bad, clearly. But when do you think that might have been? Like, just to, like out of, like, just... Just guessing, you know. See, I'm not a pessimist or a nihilist. I think that society has waves. I call it the wave theory. I'm a sociologist at heart. And I've coined this term called the wave theory. Society moves in waves. The macro waves determine that, as uh, as you said previously, hard times create hard men. Mm-hmm. Hard men create good times. Good, cre- good men create weak times. Uh, uh, weak times create weak men, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And then the same thing will happen with society. And then once that happens, there will be the corrupt few individuals during the good times who will rise up and uh, try to accumulate power. And then after a period of tyranny, there will be good moral men who stand up against the tyranny, liberate society during a time of hardship. Mm -hmm. And then when society is liberated again, the same cycle happens. We've seen this with every uh, ancient civilization, 
yeah? every country, mm-hmm. every conquering kingdom. It's just same cycle. And I think oh, we're in the period is. right now where oh. there's subvert tyranny and strong men need to stand up and fight against it. Do you, I, I probably should be careful on this, but I'll still say it because I'm a retard. <laughs> um, do you do you think a revolution will happen? I love this question because I have uh, talked in links about revolution. I'm a revolutionary at heart. Do you know? Who I love the revolution. Is? Say it again. Do you know who Michael Malice is? Michael Malice, no. He's an anarchist. He's pretty. He's been on Joe Rogan a few times. He's brilliant. You should look him okay. up if you have a chance. He's. I think he aligns with pretty much always a lot of what we say. But I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Anarchy is something that I've toyed with when I was a child. Anarchy is also idealistic, though. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there needs to be strong leaders that implement rules and laws. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I do, to some extent, love the concept of anarchy. However, the current state of our civilization cannot handle anarchy. The people are weak and they're morally bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Revolution, however, and I'm always a big fan of the revolutionaries, Robespierre, right? Fidel Castro, yeah, yeah. Che Guevara. These people are, are the people I've, uh, I've read and watched as a, as a child. I used to listen to a lot of immortal technique, and these guys live by the revolution. Yeah. And the revolution just dictates that we want to fight against the tyranny in every front. We want to liberate the people and make the lower class, uh, rise up the lower class so that they can survive and thrive. Mm-hmm. And I actually see that there is a revolution right now because people are interested in the truth, especially on the internet. Everyone wants to hear the truth. Yeah. People are starting to wake, awaken to all these conspiracy theories that, oh, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist in 2010. But now it's not conspiracy theories anymore. People are open to them. Yeah. Understanding that, yeah, there is a, there's a tyrannical government that wants power and they'll do anything to get it. They will sacrifice you. They'll sacrifice your family in order to control you. And people are starting to wake up, which is making me happy. There's room now for people like us that want to speak about these things mm-hmm. to be accepted. Yeah, and I, I think it I think it's quite interesting, and it's like it's like oh who ma- who made up the the term conspiracy theorist, huh? Oh, the CIA did. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, what a co- it's just a coincidence. But then Absolutely. there's these people who just have no free thoughts, literal NPCs that all are like oh, blah, 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 we'll defend it tooth and nail, and then like it's just it's embarrassing to me. But it's just like yeah, I I do start to see. Uh, I think memes will play a good part in the future and i think that will i think that will eventually turn into propaganda down the road if not already and i think that will sway the minds through laughter and i think there's there's a lot to be said with that but yeah i don't know uh um i think uh comedians are the last bastion of comedians are the last bastion of freedom of speech yeah okay they are the last group of individuals who will fight tooth and nail nail to say what they want to say despite how uh politically incorrect it is despite them getting canceled, all that stuff. In fact, um, I forget who said this, which comedian said this, or Dave Chappelle said this. He said, there is not one form of thought, one ideology that's not represented by a comedian in a comedy house today. You'll have extreme racists in the comedy houses. You'll have people with fringe beliefs. You'll have uh, uh, blue pill, red pill, Democrat, Republic, right? Every uh, uh, form of thought is represented by a comedian in a comedy house. But they all live in unison and because they respect the fact that they're willing to say things. Mm-hmm. Why can't we as a society operate on that same level? We're too far gone. So I believe that, yeah, comedy could be an uh, avenue towards the truth. Because if you can make someone laugh about something that they shouldn't laugh about, mm-hmm. it opens their mind up to think about it and now debate it. There's some things people don't want to debate. As you said, they're NPCs and they're sheep-minded. But if you can make them laugh about a concept, yeah. then they're like, okay, it's funny. 
I've boiled it down to such a lighthearted topic that now I could contend with it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why Joe Rogan's the number one podcaster like in the world for that particular reason, because Absolutely. of what you just mentioned. I think if you can make someone laugh and take a lighthearted approach and try to see it from the perspective crazy, trying to see things from another perspective and then shift them to yours is a fucking... Who would have thought, right? But that's literally all he does. And since he's the last free basket in a speech, and I think that Spotify move was fantastic because if not, I think during the COVID era, he would have been banned on YouTube. I'm like pretty confident. Yes. I think Spotify fucking backing him is what saved him from YouTube. And I think now he's, I think he's pretty much protected, at least from that. But I, I mean, that's just the guess. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that was a great move. It's a good observation. I never really thought about that. You're right. Jorgen would have got, Deplatformed for sure, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You would have got deplatformed. Joe Rogan's an interesting guy. I love Joe Rogan. You know, my one of my one of my uh, goals would be to be on the Joe Rogan podcast That'd in the sick. next ten years. Hopefully, the guy's still alive by then. Joe Rogan, don't you die? You got to inject yourself with some fucking, you know, some HGH, stem cells and get shit. On your, get on your stem cells. Put stem cells in your eyeballs. You know, stay alive <laughs> until I can come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever right? thought about being a comedian? Yes, I used to want to be a comedian. Yeah. I would say I'm a comedian now to some extent, mm-hmm. um, more online. Uh, I don't know if I want to go in person and do the comedy shows and maybe I'll try it, mm-hmm. but I have my hands full with the online stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's, uh, I've, I, I'm still probably going to do that. Uh, I'll, I'm going to aim to be a comedian, but I think the number one thing is like, Hey, if you can market yourself and you can sell yourself first, I think that's, what's going to build that bridge. And ultimately you need that, those foundation, those skills, right? But I think if you can sell yourself, even if you're doing a shitty job on stage until you actually gain that experience, I think that's going to be a better bridge. And, you know, if that makes sense, because uh, yeah, then I people will want you, even if you suck, if you can sell out, the business don't care. It's still business at the end of the day. And then you can get experience Absolutely. from that in and of itself. And bro, even the biggest comedians, they bomb all the time, mm-hmm. right? They all say this, even Dave Chappelle, he'll go on stage and it's not a guarantee that he'll do amazingly. He still has times he bombs. Mm-hmm. That's part of the trade, yeah. right? And you're going to bomb once you start. You're going to bomb all the time. And um, part of the fun is to go on go on stage and then no one laughs at you. Or even worse, some people start yelling at you. Yeah. And now you're on stage having to fight back. Fuck you guys, <laughs> you fucking animals, you inbred hillbillies. You don't know what comedy is. And, yeah. You know, you go you go off stage and now you're embarrassed. That's part of the fun of it. You, you know who Tim Dillon is? Yeah, I know Tim Dillon. He's one of my favorite comedians. I, I dude, I my like humor Dillon. is that innovative itself. But yeah, dude, he's fucking, he's literally that. He'll be fighting them like, fuck you, what do you know about comedy? I've been doing this for 15 years. That shit is fucking exactly. hilarious, dude. Bill Burr does the same thing. He had a set, I forget where it was. Oh, he, um, he said eight minutes, seven minutes counting down. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah. The whole stadium, the whole crowd, whatever it was, was at first they were just fucking hating on him. They were yeah. yelling, they were booing. And he just started going on them, insulting them, insult their football team. And then yeah. he got them on his side somehow just because he wouldn't let go. Yeah, he yeah. didn't let himself get bombed. He just fought back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hilarious. I, I forget where. I think it was like Philly or something like that. But like, I think just him standing up yeah. and it's like a fuck you. I think that was like respectable in their eyes. And I was like, dude, that's crazy, dude. But you know, yeah, you yeah. know, like what like pisses me off though, like Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo are like heavily shadow banned, 
And I think if they were to do like a podcast run like you, like on other podcasts, if they did like the quote unquote, like Mr. Beast called it this, the tape method and go on podcasts and, and pretty much use other people's platforms to override the algorithm so that way they can find you manually. I think that's quite a brilliant move in and of itself. But yeah, like just that in and of itself, like them, like Eddie Bravo can't even be tagged. Like Joe Rogan was talking about, he's like, I can't even fucking tag you. I have to, I had to literally put Eddie Bravo as my favorites, like on Instagram feed. And I, this guy has like a few hundred thousand followers on his post. He only gets like 19 likes. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's a shame, bro. I love Eddie Bravo. Um, Eddie Bravo's uh, jiu-jitsu system is fucking revolutionary. Um, I'm, I'm a big jiu-jitsu guy, so I've been doing jiu-jitsu since I was young. Oh, shit. And, um, yeah, so the system of jiu-jitsu that I learned initially was Marcelo Garcia. Mm -hmm. And Eddie Bravo speaks so highly of Marcelo Garcia. And then eventually I learned Eddie Bravo's style. So those are the two things that I learned. Yeah. Um, I rate Eddie Bravo completely. I think he's fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. I, used I to think work he's he so up. funny. Yeah. You should invite him on. Dude, you should get reach out to Eddie Bravo, see if we could come on. Cause, bro, I'm a huge fan of Eddie Bravo. Let mm. him say what he wants. Dinosaurs don't exist. Space isn't real. <laughs> flat Earth. I fucking love it. Earth is flat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Globe tards. Yeah. <laughs> you know these fucking globe tards. Globe Fuck the globe tards. You know. The Earth yeah. is flat. Eddie Bravo, come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I want. I'll, I'll figure out how to reach out to him, uh, or I'll, I'll try my very best to. But yeah, no, dude. I, I, I probably wouldn't care. Yeah, he's like on Rockfin or something like that. And if there's anyone else listening to this, if you want like a great journalist, um, Whitney Webb is fucking brilliant. I don't know if you've heard of her. You probably haven't. She's like not a mainstream, but she's, she's, she's both left and right are corrupt the government's trying to fuck you and she goes after like the good shit she's fucking brilliant she's extremely underrated and she's 100 shadow banned and she's in rockfin like eddie bravo too but like yeah you need those people bro but yeah That's i've so never cool. heard globetards before that was fucking hilarious <laughs> they're globetards bro the earth is round you fucking idiot <laughs> Yeah, I know he's uh, funny guys, man. He he spouts a lot of crazy shit. What do you think about uh fucking uh Kanye and Alex Jones shit when he was doing like all the crazy shit? Man, I don't know about that. I have no clue what's going on. My uh my gut was telling me something was wrong. Yeah. It seemed to me like he was medicated, all right, when he was on there. I don't think he was having a manic episode. I think he was medicated. Mm -hmm. That's my conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that. His handlers got to him right when he was supposed to go on the most notorious podcast alive with the most canceled man on the planet, Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, up until then, Kanye West was doing all the right things. All the right things, mm -hmm. right? You know how many, how much, how many millions of dollars he's, uh, he's given to black businesses, mm -hmm. right? Through his charities. Mm -hmm. He started the White Lives Matter movement in order to spur controversy Wait, just so all the money he gave. He, Wakani created the White Lives Matter movement, right? I didn't know that. And then, that. so all the money that was getting funded for that, he put it right back into black business, oh. right black, back into black culture, uh -huh. right? Oh. He knew, he knows he wants eyes so he could support his people. Yeah. You understand? Now, and then, and then he goes off and he says some weird stuff. I didn't really look too much into it. The way it seems to me, either A, he's trying to develop as, uh, uh, garner as much controversy as he can because controversy equals money, mm -hmm. or B, he got medicated and he got forced into saying what he says. However, I would not know unless I talked to him personally. Yeah. And I'm not going to make any judgments right now because, I, as I said, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. 
Um, I, I just think it's interesting. Uh, he he mentions Lynn along the lines of like him having a handler, and he found out like his handler or was his therapist and like his trainer, I believe. Um, and that I, he, that guy worked for the Canadian intelligence agency. That's right. I was saw in that. charge of uh, MK Ultra brainwashing, which is fucked up. Fucking crazy. <laughs> And yeah, we're we're light years away from what like the governments can really do, and it's just like it's crazy how people are like, oh no, if the go you thought you think the government can do this and that, and I'm like, I think that's the you're thinking is stupid, is re retarded. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. But people, people just lack intuition, and I think I, I don't really know where that boils down to. I don't know if that's like a human or genetic thing, and like a lot of these people should have like died off, and society is what spared them. I I don't know. I don't know. It's not even that. I just that. Uh... You need to be extremely turned on, switched on completely in order to acknowledge the manipulation that's going on. Mm -hmm. Most people are regular guys just looking to support their family. They're struggling financially. They're trying to make ends meet. The last thing they're thinking about is, oh, what is the government doing to manipulate society on a whole? They're not thinking about these things. So they can't. It is up to the people who have some level of autonomy and sovereignty and freedom to acknowledge and keep their minds switched on to see what's going on here. And the people who say, oh, the government would never do these things, I would just challenge them to pick up a history book mm -hmm. and flip the page to any point in world history, to any civilization, every government, and you'll see the atrocities that have occurred. Every single government, every single kingdom has either been subjugated by a tyrannical government or has turned tyrannical without fail. What Look into it. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree. What do you think about the? the I, I mean, I'm a I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but I, what do you think about the quote "forgive and forget"? Do you think that actually? Do you think that was like forced on to like the common folks, or because I would I, I this is just my intuition and me taking a guess, but I would venture to take for um I I would venture to say that that was probably a propaganda wave slash move slash. They send people into communities to get people to say to, to believe these things, right? To so that way, like, oh, far far big farmer would never do this. Our government would never do this and that. The government's there in our best interest. Like everyone intrinsically knows the government doesn't give a fuck about them, but they will still back the government. I think that's hilarious to me. So I don't know. Maybe that's just like too down the conspiracy route. But like sometimes I'm just like, hmm. Forgive, don't forget, because if you if you if you maintain the hatred in your heart, you're just gonna go down the wrong path. It's gonna yeah. corrupt you. Okay, so hatred, you, you should avoid hatred at all costs, but never forget. Always remember, mm -hmm. because history has a tendency to repeat itself. Things will happen again if they happened once. And this goes for relationships. Mm -hmm. This goes for... Sorry, I'm getting called. This goes for relationships. This goes for everything. Okay, You will... Um, it, it will repeat itself. If your girl cheated on you once, mm -hmm. forget that. If your girl cheated in the past once, she will do it again. Okay? I don't care who you are. If the government has done one thing once, they will do it again. They'll find a way to do it. People do what they want and they will justify any means. So acknowledge what is possible to happen and understand that it most likely will happen. So protect yourself in that regard. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's very important that you say that because, yeah, a lot of people can go down the down route and it's like with anything, yin and yang, right? It's like always remember always remember and and the thing is and one of my favorite quotes of all time because I, I i've always loved history right always even as a kid and that was literally my history and psychology are the only two fucking class i give a fuck throughout high school like at all 
Um, but it's like, and one of my favorite sayings that my history always told me was like, even if it doesn't uh, always repeat, history doesn't always repeat, it'll still rhyme. And I'm like, it can just move back and forth, little things here and there, but it's still the same ending, right? So I think it's always, I think it's a very good thing to be cautious of things of that nature. And yeah, just don't, don't forget. But a lot of people forget because we're, I, I almost, I'm not, I feel like fucking Disney movies were like, some things were just like in there to like make fun of us. Like Dory from like emo, like, you know, that bitch that forgot shit for every four seconds. I'm like, that's a perfect representation of fucking most human beings. They just move on to the that's next like thing. That's like my girlfriend. What's the next thing? Kyle Rittenhouse back on Twitter. Oh, this and that. Oh, who, who fucking died in Qatar wearing a pride flag. And then they're like, oh, we care so much. Oh, Brittany Griner and shit like that. Oh my God. And then they just forget about it. Like, just, you know how stupid people are? I'm like, you don't understand. This is all a facade. They're showing you what they want you to see so that we can ignore everything else. Entertainment, like you said, is the biggest factor that's going to fucking ruin humanity. Well, entertainment is also the most powerful weapon ever devised in humanity, I believe. Entertainment rivals the nuclear warhead. Mm -hmm. Okay? How do you subjugate a nation? You subjugate a nation using entertainment. Benjamin Netanyahu advised the CIA that if they want to destroy Iran, all they have to do is drop Hollywood imagery. And he said this in the 1990s. He said, if the CIA wants to corrupt Iran from the inside... All you have to do is drop in some Hollywood imagery. Airdrop it. Give them some of your movies, some of your social media, some of your um, philosophies and ideologies in the form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And the culture will implode. Iranian youth will want to liberate themselves the way the West has liberated. They want to liberate their body. They want to do this. They want to start dating. They want to do this, that, and the third. Because Iran in the 1990s was a good place. They had their morals, they had their virtues. Yes, every country has their problems. Mm -hmm. However, once that... Hollywood imagery infiltrated Iran. Iran began imploding with left-wing liberals who rejected uh, religion, right? Mm -hmm. Who rejected morals and virtues, who started cutting their hair short, dyeing their hair yellow, going to the club, shaking their booty. And now Iran is having um, a strange revolution of immorality. It happened. And Hollywood is the mechanism that they're doing that. Why do you think America is the most powerful nation on the planet? It's not because they're nuclear warheads. It's not because their economy. It's all because of entertainment. America has been the leading nation of entertainment for decades. And that is what made them, um, you know, extremely relevant in the global sphere, which has led them to more economic uh, prosperity, military prosperity, all that stuff. I think, I think, um, I think the times of America are coming to an end. And I don't know if you see that as well or you, if you thought about that. But I see as America as like throughout like the past financial recessions. And I think I think a big one's coming because a lot of people don't even understand this. In 08, we were even like the biggest government officials and people in the Federal Reserve have said that if uh, the CARES Act hadn't passed in 08, they're not the CARES Act. Um, there's another act. I forget. Look it up. But they passed like a few billion to support the banks and everything during the crisis. And they said if they hadn't passed it three in like two or three days, the ATMs would have stopped printing money. People would not like would not have gotten their money, and then who knows what would have happened for them. Nothing good would happen if people can't get paid. People can't withdraw their money. The whole fucking chain supply would just stop. And I don't know what would happen from there. But that's and I think that's where conspiracy theories have like they don't really know what they're protecting from. But I'm like that could start a whole chain of other things. But I think just being prepared in and of itself is a good thing. Um, so I don't know what you think about that. I see it as like you you threw all the dirty clothes in the closet. But the clothes is like ready to burst. That's how I see America. Of course. Of course. And um, that's the tricky part. 
because I understand on one end why they're printing the money. Mm -hmm. I understand. If they don't do it, America will die. It'll explode. They don't understand this. There will be millions of deaths because when the dollar collapses, if they don't do this and inflation rises and the debts increase and no one can get jobs and no one can work and no one can pay for the food and the ATMs stop working and, uh, and, 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 and um, corporations collapse, mm -hmm. everyone will die. Everyone. So I understand on one end why they're printing the money. But also, they started this system in the first place. It was their fault. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's one and the other. I would recommend just getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people and a lot of comedians, like, of course, like, Tenzil, and they say, America's a failed experiment. We had a good run. We enjoyed our time. We ran up our credit. We fucking splurted on fucking hookers and cocaine and bitches and partying and fast food and Burger King and this and that, right? But the uh -huh. bills do. And when the bills do, shit happens. Collectors come, this and that. Your account gets shut down and the end is there. So I, he's gone, like, on a crazy round about that, but I think there's a lot of fucking truth that a lot of people don't even realize. And, like... That's one thing that I'm like, I'm very concerned about the people, like the only family I have here, right? But even then, that being said, like, it's kind of like a difficult situation, but like you said, where there's a will, there's a way. But yeah, dude, um, I th the middle class is getting destroyed. I mean, as it is, like with inflation, with all the printing and this and that, because I specifically remember when I was fucking eight, nine, ten years old, I was like, okay, so 50K is the marker, right? Now I'm like, oh. You can only you could barely survive with like eighty k. So I'm like, oh, so it's going up, and a lot and a you lot of people barely... are so stupid they don't even realize inflation is a hidden tax, and they're like, oh, but the minimum wage went from eight dollars to ten dollars or to twelve dollars, and I'm like, you're getting fucked. You have one small pro when you're still getting fucked in the ass behind you and you're roofing and you don't even realize that you're so stupid. Most people are dumb. Yeah, man. What do you expect? Bro? And then if you live in that cycle, you get crushed inevitably by the system. That's America. That's the great America that all you crazy right-wing lunatics... That's why I don't fuck with the right. There's a lot of truth, but like a lot of right, right people, they don't even know what the fuck they're even fighting for. And I'm like, oh, America, home of the free. Oh, they're the best country. Oh, you'd rather live in Iraq? Listen, that. I'm like, bitch, your government doesn't give a fuck about you and they're using you for their own fucking rights and their own sake and their own fun and just prospering. The few 1% get get everything and the bottom get nothing. And you don't even realize that. That's crazy to me, dude. Yeah, and the funny thing is, um, America will try to pander or promote, proliferate this idea that their democracy is, uh, is the democracy. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2001, they wanted to fight a war against other undemocratic countries to liberate the people. But democracy is just a word when the people are starving. Mm -hmm. If the people are starving and the society is bankrupt and there are no morals and everyone's killing themselves and fighting over laws and no one's making enough to, uh, to survive, democracy is a simple word and nothing more. We live in a capitalist economy and I'm supporting capitalism. But I think deep down we're communists. The corporations have all the power, mm -hmm. just not the government. They have all the power and they're in collusion with the government. They're making rules to eliminate, limit them, the free market so that the people at the bottom can't benefit from it. A true capitalist society is a free market where everyone can participate. But that's not what we have right now. We have a lack of that. The banks have shut us down. Inflation rates are through the roof. The money is not being spread to the bottom where it should have been. Naturally, everyone should have access to the free market. BlackRock is purchasing all the single-family homes and the apartment houses, okay? They're acquiring shares of every single major company in the world. They're brainwashing the youth. They're pushing certain narratives, feminist movement. Oh, be a single woman. 
destroy the nuclear family. And now we're all destroyed. We have no individual sovereignty. This is not a capitalist nation. They control our thought. They control our movement. They control everything. And, and then BlackRock is a scary company. And uh, people that don't understand or know what BlackRock is, like look them up. Like you were saying, they're buying pretty much everything. And that boils back down to what they were saying. At, like what was that that one conference where all the rich people met and shit like that? They were like, World Economic Forum. Yeah. And then they were like, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And I'm happy. Yeah. And it's just like, and then a lot of people are like, oh, you think, you think a few hundred billionaires can, can meet? And if they're so busy, I can't even get through to anybody and this and that. I'm like, dude, they do it. They do it. You're just stupid. And it's like, and if you don't think that they're, they're conversing about how things can work more efficiently and how it can go in their favor at the detriment of you as a person, that's where you fail as a human being. The World Economic Forum had the, the lockdowns, the pandemic, and the COVID vaccines, the mRNA vaccines planned since before the pandemic happened. I heard about that. Um, that they had that, it planned. That's why, Carl that's why Schwab the, had it planned. That, that's why the conspiracy theorists always go like to like Bill Gates is like making fun of us like during that TEDx speech and shit like that about vaccines and like how there will be a future pandemic. And that's what like the right wingers claim. And I'm like, I'm not saying no. But I'm I'm also saying I don't know because there there probably is like uh, a lot of the elites like to laugh in our faces like and a lot of people like will defend it and that's just like a I don't know I think that's like that's their form of entertainment. This is what I say to people. Let's say you're a billionaire and you're in the world World Economic Forum and you're you're uh, you can make vast global decisions. Really think about it. Let's say you went out in public and said that this is what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do you really think people would stand up and fight against you? They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want if you're a billionaire. And I'm telling you, the population wouldn't stand up. That's why you know exactly what they're going to do. The World Economic Forum is there. They're perpetuating their beliefs and what their plans are. And no one's doing shit because no one cares. No one gives a fuck. And even if they do, they're going to make a few TikToks. We're going to be here talking about it on a podcast. And shit's still going to be churning at the top. Yeah. We are inactionable. We are not action. We're not action oriented. We're talking. They are moving. They are changing our monetary system. They are fundamentally changing the accounting system. They're enacting um, uh, bank cryptocurrencies, right? So that now every single dollar that you will have will be digital, and you'll be they'll, it'll be traced. There'll be no cash, and your dollar oh. will expire in times of recession mm-hmm. and where they need to pump inflation. They'll say, okay, we need to increase spending to to, to fix the economy. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, you have six months to spend X amount of of money, 10%, 15% of money in your savings or that money, that digital currency will just expire. And you can't buy this and you can't buy that. If you buy this, you'll be registered in our fucking book as a, a dangerous person. Hey, you're going to get a mail. Why did you uh, buy petroleum in this in this amount? Why'd you do this? Oh, why'd you fly here? Everything will be controlled. I hate that shit, dude. That's, that's, a, that's a dystopian world that I'm not looking forward to be in. But like that, that's probably, realistically speaking, that's probably what they're going to to aim for, at, at least. I, I don't know if that'll happen in our lifetime. I, I would venture to say yes, but I don't know. It'll happen very quickly. Yeah, I believe that. Society since the 1990s has been um, parabolic. Mm-hmm. So every action has been faster and faster and faster and faster. Right? Technological advancements has not been steady. Mm-hmm. It's almost been parabolic. Okay? So the faster we develop as a society technologically, the faster we will, the, the rate of our uh, advancement will increase too. Mm-hmm. 
So slowly, we'll see things moving month by month, increases and changes, technological advancements, shifts in government and, 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 and corporations and bank systems. It'll be faster and faster, and we won't have time to react. How, um, how far ahead do you think um, people at the top, governments, people of that nature, plan ahead? I would venture to say decades, but... Yeah, I, I think they... I'm not too sure. It's it's right to say that they strategize. Mm-hmm. It's not even planned. I think they strategize. Yeah, yeah. Decades a, ahead. It's like well, like the, the perfect analogy strategize. with chess: move with what's on the on the board and then play accordingly. Of but course. I believe there. I think there's a certain plan. I don't know what that plan is. Like, don't go into crazy like words. Not you, like for the people listening, right? But I think there is something, and I think they're strategizing, like you said, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So they're strategizing most definitely decades ahead, and uh, this is my own personal belief because I'm a religious man. The world is religious, and I truly believe the people at the top are extremely religious, but they just worship the devil. Okay, Just like we worship God, it is possible to worship the devil. I believe these people are worshiping the devil, and they are preparing for the coming of whatever evil force is to come. Some call it the Antichrist. Some call it the one world government. All all I'm saying is whether Satan is a symbolic entity, whether it's a real entity, they are pandering. Mm-hmm. To the satanic agenda, they are promoting it. They want it to come. You see what happened with Balenciaga? Yeah, it's been happening time and time again. Happens with Gucci too. Balenciaga somehow coincidentally put a bunch of court documents relating to pedophilia, children in bondage, sexual attire. They had a little tape in the in the set with the word Baal on it. Baal is um is um an ancient deity that you sacrifice children towards. Now, people say, why would Balenciaga do that, though? They've been doing that. Mm -hmm. I actually believe that it was just their turn. The people at the top who control all these uh, uh, entities, they said, okay, let's choose one corporation to make some waves promoting some satanic agenda. Oops, Balenciaga has been pulled out of the hats. We'll choose Balenciaga. It might have been Zara. It might have been, I don't know, another fashion brand. It might have been Tom Ford. It could have been any one of them. Mm -hmm. Balenciaga was chosen as a scapegoat. But they're all the satanic, right? And the funny thing about Balenciaga is one of the top models, and this is why Balenciaga is not being reported on the news. You didn't hear nothing about it on mainstream news because the main model, one of the head top models of Balenciaga, guess who it is? Oh, Kim, right? Vice, no, not just that. Kim is one of them. Okay. One of the other top models was Vice President Kamala Harris's stepdaughter. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Stepdaughter of Kamala Harris, Vice President, was one of the top models of Balenciaga. In fact, Kamala Harris apparently got her the job. They're all in. They're all in cahoots with each other, my friend. Yeah. They're all working together. I think. I think. Um, let's not bypass that. I think what you said about how they Balenciaga was a scapegoat is like exactly what's probably really going on because that that's where the discrepancy is between like the people who have like no free thought they're like no there's no way this and that and the people actually have free thought i think that's how it probably works it's not like one dedicated thing it's usually taken out of like i don't know plan one way or another to like try to influence the uh the youth right and i think that's the most important demographic personally um and yeah i don't know man and that i think the balenciaga thing is another way of like kind of how it's touching on like they have to laugh right in front of our faces i think that's an example i think that's a perfect example of that too of course there's a concept called uh, karmic retribution andrew tate talked about it it's a satanic concept they say that if you put things in front of people's faces you're not attached to the karma that comes back to you for perpetuating that act. Mm-hmm. It's a satanic uh, concept. They truly believe in karma. 
Now, the satanic ideology is not necessarily overtly evil. Because if you, well, that's what draws a lot of people towards Satanism. It's not overtly evil. Mm -hmm. They believe in liberation, ultimate truth, and enlightenment. In fact, Lucifer apparently means the enlightened one. Mm -hmm. But the underlying foundation of Satanism is to promote this debaucherous behavior of true freedom, which means freedom of sexual expression, which will include pedophilia, right? It's one of the things they're including. Yeah. Because trust me, the LGBT movement is going to start incorporating pedophilia as a sexuality. And they say, no, that's not true. Well, we're seeing it right now. There was apparently, um, not apparently, this actually happened a few weeks ago. The dean of students for this prestigious private school was an LGBT member. He was gay. And so what he did to this prestigious private school, he brought in LGBT activists and educators to his school, dished out and distributed dildos, butt plugs to the students to educate them about queer sex, to underage minor students, to show them, hey, this is what we use them for. And the students were wondering, oh, how do I do this? How, how do I use the dildo here? What do I do here? These kids were 14, 13, 12, 15. Is this not grooming, my friends? That is grooming. This dean of students, was he not grooming these children towards sexual perversion? And they said, no, it's just about education. Educating them about queer sex. Why do you want to educate my children about sexual activity? Why do you want to incorporate sexual objects, tell them how to use it, and then let them loose on the world and think that they won't do that? Is this not grooming? Mm -hmm. It is. That is a form of pedophilia. Yeah, that's 100% a form. And I think it's like people at schools having that power over the parents having the power, I think that gives them the opportunity to do so and, and to do it in little doses. Because again, grooming, right? In little doses, having it little by little, that can push and sway people a certain direction. And I think that's that's like the most egregious form of child abuse, if not one of the most. And that's not like a public, like, oh, getting beat or whatever, right? I think it's the most devious because it's hidden in and of its intention. Well, we're going back to paganism. So... Right? Monotheistic religions came out to, to eliminate paganism. Paganism was rife with child sacrifices. Yeah. Um, this, they destroyed the sanctity of life. They believed things didn't have inherent meaning. You could do whatever you want. Infanticide, which is the killing of babies. Senicide, which is the killing of the elderly because they believe elderly people have no virtue and no, they're useless. Mm -hmm. We're rife in pagan societies. Child sacrifices, right? Worshipping multiple gods. And we're going back to that now. In Canada, they... They passed an act that allows you to do assisted suicide, assisted euthanasia, okay? Euthanasia, basically. Oh, so I heard you're about allowed that. To, I heard about that. So you're allowed to request your doctor to kill you in certain conditions. Before, it was only for elderly people that are suffering. But now, they have allowed anyone of any um, age, 18 or above, to accept euthanasia as a treatment, yes. okay? So even if you have some a mental illness, the doctors will tell you, Hey, you're going to suffer from this mental illness for the rest of your life. Euthanasia is an option amongst medication and therapy. Now, what happens when you provide someone with one of, uh, option of euthanasia? A higher population will, will accept it given their deteriorated mental state. In fact, there was a story of this woman who was disabled. She was uh, um, in the wheelchair and she wanted to apply. I think it was for one of those wheelchair elevators or one of those things, mm -hmm. some disability access. And she was suffering. And she kept on uh, 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 trying to get that funding for that from the government mm -hmm. and the doctors. And the doctors 
weren't getting back to her. And eventually one of the doctors said, hey, listen, um, you know, an option, you're, you're suffering a lot and it's going to be for the rest of your life. Here's an option. You could, uh, we could offer euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? We're going towards the route of euthanasia, of sac- life sacrificing, of senicide. We already have infanticide. We already have infanticide. The abortion concept has escalated to the point where even late-term or post-term abortions are to some extent acceptable. They'll say, hey, listen, I know you're going to have an abortion. Why don't you wait until the baby's at term and we'll kill it then so we can harvest some of its organs or stem cells we could use for medical practices or experiments. They will do that. This is pagan rituals at its finest. Infanticide. When you open your eyes to these things, it's fucked up, bro. This world's a dark place and people don't realize exactly how dark it is. And I think that's why ignorance is bliss. And I think that's why it's perfect to take advantage of women because they're beautiful when they're ignorant. And, you know, they can take care of the men that live in the dark times in the dark world. And then if you can make them just party it up and I don't know. I mean, girls just, girls don't like conversation like this because they're buzzkills, right? They ruin their moods and this and that because that brings down from pe- like a crazy optimism to real realism. And then if you realize how real realistic the world is, that can bring you to to uh, the opposite of optimism, you know. Bro, you shouldn't have conversations like this with women. Oh, I don't. Women I don't. Who are no, listening? No, to I, this. I have a friend that does. No one. I have like this. Uh, I have like a thirty-something-year-old friend and like he tries doing that like whenever like we try like flirting with like chicks or are going out and i'm like bro you're killing the fucking vibe bitch what are you doing even if it's your woman this is what you do because woman i am your salvation i am the hope and the light of the revolution yeah women listen to me i speak only for the truth because i have your best interest at heart the government does not the government does not want what's best for you society doesn't want what's best for you entertainment doesn't want what's best for you mm-hmm. I will live my life in a certain way and I expect you to abide by my laws and rules. Because if you don't abide by my rules, you're abiding by society's rules or the government's rules. Which means you respect the government more than you respect the very man that you've chosen to give your life to. Damn. Is that what you're saying? You're saying, I know less than the government that's trying to exert its power over you, who doesn't love you and care for you. They wouldn't, they wouldn't sh- shed a tear of your, for your death. They wouldn't sacrifice their life for you. I would. This is what I say to all the women I'm talking to. Listen to me. Don't question me. Trust me, you haven't thought about these things. You shouldn't. Worry about cultivating a nice environment for us. Worry about loving me because I will love you. Worry about starting a family. Worry about being happy, having fun, looking beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I'll worry about the real harsh realities of the world. Because if a woman starts worrying about this shit, it'll, I think, start to destroy her. Most women are not ready to, to worry about these things. It ages them, it corrupts them, it makes them cynical, nihilistic. Did you hear- and then they'll go like, why should I bring a baby into this world? Stuff like that. True, true. Did you hear about the the one girl that um, that would like heavily backed feminism and she tried to become a man for like six months, I believe, or a year, and she couldn't handle it, so she committed suicide because of how mm-hmm. like cool that world is, basically, in short? Of course, because women... Well, here's the thing, though. Oh, women yeah. are not capable of experiencing... Uh, 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 man's treatments. Men are meant to go through suffering and hardship, both to the, uh, at the hands of society and at the hands of women. Women are supposed to be hard creatures. They're supposed to be very selective. Because if they select the easy and beta male bum man, will start breeding shitty children and society will collapse. They're biologically hardwired to be hypergamous mm-hmm. to some extent and choose the best possible man who will both stay with them, provide for them, and love them, give strong offspring. So yeah, women are not are not uh, ready to have that switch flipped on them. It yeah. just goes to show yeah. a man's life is not easy. 
my dear. So respect the man in your life because he makes hard decisions that you don't know about. Yeah, dude, when I was fucking fat, no one gave me the time of day. I was fucking getting bullied. Dude, I was in fucking uh, eighth grade. Wayne, I was, I was like short too at the time. Like I didn't have to have my growth spurt and shit. I was like 4'11". I weighed 250 pounds. No friends. No one wanted to fuck with me. But like, that's the thing. You can go two routes. You can cry about it. You can mope about it. You can choose other loser friends. Or you can you can use that to get into the gym and fucking work out every day and run every day. I was like, I ran every single fucking day. No fucks given. I was like, I need to lose this weight. I need to get rid of this shit. I haven't like stopped working out. I'm like, I'm not going back to that. It's not what I want. Pressure can make or break you. And that defines who you are as a person. And pressure is a good thing. And I fucking, I off supported campaign, bring bullying back. Oh, that's my campaign. I think we need a lot more of it in this world because this world has been coddled a little too much. I think we're a little too complacent. And I think that's what's going to prepare us for that. Or we're not prepared. I think that's what's going to bring on the hard times and that's what i'm i like slightly nervous for but I, what makes me happy is i'm preparing and, and doing all these things for myself and taking care of myself uh i'm setting myself in a good position i'm in a much greater position than i was a year ago uh, and next year's gonna be a lot better and i already know that like 100 percent. and it's like i mean it's just it's just all a matter of like working for who you are as a person and that separates you from like from every and people people can pick up on that energy people really can even girls guys i think girls can do a better job of it let alone i think that's one of their gifts if i'm being honest but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. There, women's listen. Women have their own gifts, right? Mm -hmm. A woman's gift is not to survive suffering. Okay, they will do it. They're survivalistic creatures, but they do not thrive under pain and suffering, mm -hmm. right? They're very emotional creatures, which means they're more empathetic and more love oriented. And um, I would even say that they're closer to angelic creatures than to humans, right? Men are very grounded, whereas women are more spiritual than men. Women need religion and spirituality more than men. They are more in tune with that level of, 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 of experience. Mm -hmm. In Islam, we even have a saying that women are closer to angelic creatures than men. So, yes, women have an ability to cultivate life. That is a beautiful gift. Society wouldn't be anywhere without the women. Women give birth to strong men. Women choose strong men. Women um, exert the social pressure for men to become stronger. Because, my, my friend, if women didn't exist, I wouldn't be on this podcast yeah. I wouldn't have this fade. I wouldn't have an Egyptian cinnamon colored complexion. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't be speaking so beautifully. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't look nice. I wouldn't have the money I'm making. I wouldn't do shit. But women are the uh, uh, women are the pressure. Women place the pressure on men. That's why we're doing what we're doing. I think one of the the most important weapons of this modern society is the spoken tongue nowadays and i think if you have a voice i think they can be a very powerful weapon and i think they can change the 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 hearts and minds and souls of the youth and i think that can bring about change and i think change is what the government does not want from us uh that being said how did you get so articulate is what i'm trying to get at i get this question a lot and in fact i'm thinking of writing either an ebook or starting a course and i'm seeing if i could do it for free or as little as possible charging as little as possible about how to um, strengthen your speech, mm -hmm. you know, bolster your vernacular. For me specifically, and I'm going to be very, very basic with it. I read a lot as a child. Like mm -hmm. I've read a lot, 10,000 books. I read first for entertainment. That was my mode of learning. I learned with text on the, on the paper. And after the process of reading, I started to, pick up certain sentence structures from books. Mm -hmm. And I think if you read a lot, you'll begin to think in book term, in writing form. Mm -hmm. 
So everything I say now is paragraph oriented. I first formulate a subject matter into an essay in my brain, and I'll break it down into arguments, the introductory, and then the, the bulk paragraph and the conclusion. Reading is extremely beneficial. I would advise everyone to start reading, not for knowledge, okay? Knowledge is supplementary. Read to increase your speech, okay? Read everything that comes across your screen. Oh. Read, read the little articles, get on Twitter, start typing, reading other people's things, and analyze how those words are structured. Listen to people who are good speakers and emulate them, okay? Copying is the best form of practice. practice. Imitation is the best form of practice. Imitate good speakers. Identify tonality. And write more too. So start writing. That's why I use Twitter. Everyone, if, if you guys want to follow my Twitter, um, I am more active on Twitter now. I like I like writing. All these things will help you in your in your practice of increasing your speech. Also, here's another thing. Superior speech will make people listen to you based on the virtue of the words that you're using. They're more impactful. They're stronger. Mm -hmm. They're more specific. So you're able to convey a message more succinctly than if you say it very broadly with simple words. Okay. Open the fucking dictionary up. Read books. Read a, or read a words from the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Find synonyms. This is a it's an ongoing practice you have to engage in every day. And then of course discussions like this. If you discuss with people who are like minded, who you can have debates with, mm -hmm. you are forced to be very sharp. Think on the spot. Accumulate your thoughts very quickly, mm -hmm. instantly, and then convey them with your with your words. So reading a lot, analyzing uh, word and sentence structures. Debating and writing. Mm -hmm. That's quite interesting. That's actually pretty good. I didn't. I didn't think about like reading out loud. That does make a lot of sense. So, um, yeah. But I haven't done that. I haven't. Dude. I, honestly, I, I think I probably read like four books in my life. <laughs> I know I'm bad on that, and I should have gone. It's into fine. That, no, it's no big yeah, deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I just. I think. I think. I don't know. I was just like. I just haven't read like much like in general. But I don't know. That's a whole other thing, though. It's. It's no big deal. Uh. Listen, I think a lot of people waste their time reading also. Mm -hmm. I think reading, some people waste their time, okay? I don't necessarily, I used to do it as a child. Because as a child, instead of playing video games, I'll just read books, you know? That's good. Instead of doing shit like, I'll just read books. So it was my form of entertainment. But a lot of people waste their time reading motivational self-help books. Mm. Which I'm actually not a big fan of. Yeah. I am not a fan of motivational self-help books because I think they're motivation porn. It makes you think you're doing something when you're not really doing anything. Mm -hmm. You cannot um, accumulate wisdom from books. Okay. Motivation books are not parsing knowledge. Mm. They're just um, uh, flooding your systems with dopamine to think that you're being productive. Mm -hmm. When in fact, you're not. You just wasted an hour of reading how you should do something when you're not doing something. I would recommend drop all the motivational self-help books, go out into the world and just start fucking acting. You will gain more by starting and failing a shitty business than you will do a benefit by reading a hundred self-help motivational books. A lot of people do that. A lot of people use that as like, like you were saying, like a scapegoat, right? Like they use that as like their way out. Like, oh, I'm working towards something. When in reality, sure, you might get like fucking two paragraphs of wisdom out of a 200 page book sure maybe right but it's like you could have gotten that snippet you could have gotten that on twitter right there's a shit ton of like that like in that space right the philosophy red pill space i don't know some of the people are crazy in that red pill space but like but you know what i mean though right like the people will cover out those good things for you if you seek it specifically you don't have to waste all your time doing this but yeah actually doing thing is is a whole other thing and that's one thing i had to like 
my friend that hopefully like you'll you'll see next month when I go out to see you and shit. He'll be out there helping me with like the camera work and everything like when we're doing the podcast. But uh, yes. the one that I'm trying to like work on and shit like in the very beginning, he was like just like, oh, like th- thinking a certain way and like not doing. And like now he's recently he's like started doing and it's 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 quite interesting seeing his progression. But yeah, it's just like something like that, like helps me out because that reminds you like how I used to be. Right. Like I used to be like a fucking people would step over me. I was just like I, the definition of a beta. I was just too soft. I had like I was all fucking like all shriveled, shriveled up with my shoulders and shit. I had like no muscle like. You know, b- uh, fucking buying bitches fucking Starbucks and uh, door dashing them and shit. Things of that nature, you know? So it's been, like, a long progression, and I'm still working on it. Like, I know who I am. I'm not going to fake who I am. I think I think being real goes a long way. A, a lot of people don't do that, right? That's why, like, in the very beginning I told you, which I'm probably, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, like, a stream and a podcast thing is, like, it's, like, I, I try to do a mixture of both. Because somebody will just, just do this professional act. Like, too much corporatism, if that makes sense. And I don't really. Of course. That, that, that I don't like the wrong that. way. That's that fucking, um. What is it called? That Tony Robbins bull, like Gary Vee. I, they're great. They have their time and place, right? Like, and I, I don't disagree with a lot of what they say, but a lot of it's just too corny, vague bullshit. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. Uh, yo, listen, give me a sec. Let me take a leak. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, yeah I think give we're me, like, almost wrapping seconds, up. Yeah, yeah, go take a leak. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll continue. Hold that thought. I have one thing to say about that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what were you saying? Gary V? Oh, yeah, I just want to take a Jerry, look. Jerry V, Gary V? <laughs> Jerry V, yeah. He's a cool cat. Like, I fuck with, like, his message and everything that he says and shit, but it's just, like, it's just too cheesy, and you can tell, like, it's, it's like, forced, you know? Like, I don't know. Just There's there's a lot of salespeople, like, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of people in that realm and shit. You know, you know on one end, though, I like Gary V outside of other motivational speakers or whatever it is. Um... Gary Vee is very action-oriented too. So he promotes people to, pro- to act. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about Gary Vee. In fact, Gary Vee is the one who motivated me to, or not motivated me, put me on to uh, start fucking doing TikTok. And he predicted it. In fact, Gary Vee is a futurist. I see, I see myself as a futurist and Gary Vee is one as well. He pushed TikTok very heavily. 
did, um, he content did. creation. He said content creators were going to be the future before anybody was even knowing what content was. One of, one of the four and, books uh, I read was actually one of his, actually funny enough. And it was a great book. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? it? It was a yellow book. I'd have to find it. But he, he yeah, it was, a, it was a good, I was, I, I didn't think it was. It's a fantastic book. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I think Gary Vee's fucking, he's a funny guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Gary's a funny guy. The garage sale. The thing is, you know the garage sale shit he used to talk about? Bro, that was me as a kid. Me yeah. and my boy, because we grew up in the fucking mud. I grew up in the mud. I grew up in the projects. Me and my boy, every Saturday, we'd wake up early. And you know, kids don't like waking up early, but we'd wake up early, bro. Yeah. And we'd just scour the neighborhood for garage sales. And we'd just buy shit from the garage sales and sell them. And we did this, bro. I did this 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? How so, like, I'm 24 right now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like... I like Gary Vee in that regard, but he's a, he is funny. He's a little over the top. Yeah. But uh, I know he's on, but I, 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 I like, uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Gary Vee. I do. I do like Gary, like I said, but it's just like certain things. It's like, yeah, I understand. it's, um, uh, it's funny. Cause he, how do I say it? It's like, he says things delusionally optimistic when in reality, uh -huh. his actions dictate another thing. Cause I know deep down, he's a ruthless executive that gets shit done. And he mm -hmm. says those things to keep like, it's a good message to put out, right? And it's very like, um, it's social media friendly and whatnot. But it's like I, I, I want to get to like at least for the root of a person, I want to know like exactly know what takes, how they execute, what they actually do, things of that nature. At least that's what interests me personally. That's just a me thing, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it all boils down to just being act actionable, because wisdom cannot be acquired through books or messages. Wisdom can only be acquired through action. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that will make you succeed in this world is wisdom. Not knowledge. Wisdom allows you to succeed in life, to maneuver through the trials and tribulations, to hold a strong frame. And I'm 24, okay? I'm not one to be a fucking self-development coach. I think if you're listening to a 24-year-old or a 28-year-old, his motivational advice and all that stuff, I think you're stupid because there's, you know, what What does it, even me, I've been through a lot. Yeah. Like my friend, I've been poisoned in trap zone Turkey by the mafia. I've been in, in a coma about to be dead. I've had I've I had to look behind my shoulder all the times. I've had friends being shot in front of my house. You know, I was almost I was almost rushed upon getting shot. Uh, I live in the projects. My friends getting raided here and there, drug dealing, all types of shit. Yeah. Okay, I've been through life. Okay, I've I've lived life in both facets. Mm -hmm. I've started businesses, failed businesses. I've started social. I've done a lot, but I still think that. Look at people who are thirty and forty, and those motivational speakers. Or those self-help guys or whatever. Those are people who could really disperse real, real wisdom. I simply parrot things that uh, resonate with me. That I've heard other people say. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's what you should do. I think wisdom wisdom is going to be something that's been... It, it's been accrued throughout thousands of years. Throughout all of human history. It's just everything that we do and say is regurgitated to some extent, whether we realize it could have been the guy at 7-Eleven. It could have been that one guy that had an impact on you at the gym or the library or whatever, right? This and that. But it's up to us to formulate an art thing. But we all, I think there's a lot of wisdom that a lot of people already have intrinsically. And it's either they don't know how to articulate it or they just never actually really tried to implement it in reality. And then they've gotten burned and they stopped trying like completely. Just a bunch of things of that nature, you know? Yeah. Um, but you, you almost got to go, right? Uh, yeah, I actually pushed it back to a little bit, but yeah. Okay. I, I was just double checking um, for you. I, I wanted to make sure like everything was all good in this and that. 
I pushed it back a little bit. It's no worries, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's no, how I, it is, bro. You tell them, hey, listen, I'm, I'm running late. Yeah. Oh, but uh, can you come, please? No, 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 <laughs> yeah. You ask me, you know, go get yourself a coffee. I'll eat. I'll, I'll PayPal you seven bucks. Go get yourself a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, Chill yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pick up my cigar on the way to. Um, G shit out know? here, dude. You know what was very funny? That, like, there are two things that, like, actually had me, like, dying of laughter that you did, which is, like, hilarious. Uh, I'll get to the the older one really funny. Um, the one that recording you were doing like an ice cream review, and, yeah. and your, <laughs> your homie was breathing loud, dude. The comment section destroyed me, dude. I, I don't think I've cried laughed like that hard in a long fucking time, dude. And then the second time was fucking when you were doing that video on Logan and Paul, and then you came after Aiden <laughs> with the little like you. The twenty year old. Or Aiden. I, I know you did Listen, that on Aiden, purpose, but that shit was fucking gold, son. Listen, all love to Aiden. You know, oh, he's yeah, a cute yeah. little kid. You gotta, you, you yeah. gotta shoot down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. the kid's a good kid. I, I really actually respect the Aiden for standing yeah. up against these fucking empty vessels of Logan Paul and Mike Malak and all these fucking beta male, yeah. you know, turned corporate, corporate agents. Mm. And the fact that Aiden Ross stood up shows some character mm. because Andrew Tate is a very easily cancelable individual yeah. you align yourself with him and there's going to be some hatred there mm. but okay aiden is now andrew's boy and you stick by your boys i'm actually to the point where okay my boy is my boy mm. i don't give a fuck if he goes to jail for murdering somebody okay i'll stick by my boy if the world is against me because that's what true loyalty is mm. right fuck this internet shit i don't give a fuck so the fact that aiden ross actually stuck up for andrew tate in the face of Logan Paul and all these other celebrities and influencers that are supposed to be his peers, I respected him a lot for that. Mm. But nonetheless, he's still a little fat little guy. He's a silly kid. Um, he's, it's fun to hate on the guy. But he's it, a guy. It is I, I, I respect him. I actually developed some some amount of respect after he did that. I, I got a lot more respect for him after he did that. Like quite, a, You know what's Absolutely. funny? It's like... I, I'm, I mean, I've been rooting for Aiden. Like, I actually been watching that journey like pretty carefully. Like, I want him to change. I want him to better. He's like within those like that. He, he can go. He's I, how I phrase it in my own mind is like he's a black canvas. He can be dyed in any color, and I'm very curious to see what color he gets dyed into and what route he chooses uh -huh. because he has unlimited potential. Like he's like Andrew hasn't lied about that. He can go. He can go much further than him if he changes his fucking life, depending right on the route he chooses and. And just how life goes. I don't know. I, I think it's a very interesting thing. And like seeing that, seeing that leaf float in the wind is quite interesting. I don't really pay attention to much things and shit like that. I, I've always called politics the fucking Kardashians of the fucking idiots of the world and shit like that. But like the, well, that's one of the only things I actually keep up with for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, man. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. He does have some hope. Um, I don't like talking about other people too much. You know, I don't know these guys in person. Yeah. So, you know, I will withhold my judgment. However, I think the foundation of an individual is based upon his loyalty to his brothers. Mm -hmm. And an act of loyalty could go a long way in, in, in earning the respect of your peers. And he showed some loyalty to his, to someone who has, you know, helped him out. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. And you'll see fucking beta males like, you know, what's that kid name? Hassan Manaj or some shit? That streamer? Um, yeah. Whatever the he, fuck he these guys' names the are, right? Fuck, um, that Ethan, Ethan guy. Ethan Klein, that fucking loser, yeah. right? That depressed, fat fucking loser who just likes hating on other people. Uh, all these, even his all these streamers sections hate him, dude. You know why? Cause, bro, they see the disingenuity. Mm -hmm. 
when you're disingenuous, people could smell it. Mm-hmm. I've said terrible things. In fact, I tried to say really fucked up things just to get a reaction. And people, you look at my comment sections and everyone's loving it. I made a series called Canceling Myself. That's my favorite series ever. I don't want, the, the series goes like, I don't want to get canceled down the line. So I'm going to go ahead and expose myself. Here's all the fucked up things I've ever done that could potentially get me canceled. And I will list all the fucked up shit I've done. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, when we set a homeless guy's blanket on fire, because it was, it had some alcohol in it. And it, it sprung up into flames. And he was still asleep. So he ran away. We set a homeless man on fire. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We've done fucked up shit. I've really, bro. Okay, there was a there was a group of Down syndrome guys in my school, and they started this little clique, a little gang. Is that real? I okay. to ask you about. Yeah, that. I exaggerated a little bit, but these guys had Down syndrome, and they started a little gang. And one of the guys was my boy, and I kind of spurred them together. I'd always get them to get together during lunch, <laughs> hang out with them, and man, no one could stop them. Yeah. You know, I would, bro. I I was doing fucked up things. I accused my principal of molesting me. Like, I've done <laughs> fucked up shit. I say the n word all the time. Yeah. And bro. People love it. Yeah. And I was thinking like, what could potentially get me canceled? What could, and people love it. Why? Because I'm being genuine. Yeah. I'm being genuine and I'm, I'm authentically myself. But with guys like Ethan Klein or Logan Paul or Hassan Manaj or whatever that, what's that kid's name? The streamer? Hassan something? Something like that. Hassan, uh, uh, he's a fucking weird beta male, yeah. p- finger nails, polish, long hair, uh, yeah. beta male he's streamer. Weird. He's weird. They yeah. sense the disingenuity. <laughs> Right? Their voice leaks with contempt. Mm-hmm. And people don't like them for that reason. You understand? Mm-hmm. I hate them. I, I, I wouldn't say hate, because I can't hate a cockroach. I'm disgusted by it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like disingenuity. And God hates liars. They will punish liars. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be punished. Yeah, I think uh, disingenuity is something that like really bothers me. Like I feel bad, like even for like my mom, like... She's like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm like, mom, I'm like your fucking son. Don't fucking half-ass me with this bullshit. I love you, but like, like I like if we're going to talk, like, let's talk, you know? Like, things of like that nature. Like, I, like, I'll call out anyone. Like, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, a lot of people just, they, they, they can't go beyond like fucking office talk and like that. Like, it's just never been my thing. And I'm like, I just, I can't hang around these people. That's why I'm like, so the only other option to get to is to people like me. And what do I have to do? I have to level up. Okay, so let's level up. Like, that, that's really it, you know? Part of it is also having the courage to speak the truth, even if people would disagree with you. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times when these guys gain massive influence and um, platforms, they will have a lot of strings pulling them in each direction. On one end, the fan base will demand an apology for something innocuous. Um, or their, their, their managers got them into a contract or their sponsors and said, hey, say this. And now you have to go that direction and support something you don't support. Or the platform and the social media platform will say, you can't say this. So it'll be pulled in all directions. And it takes a brave individual to speak his truth and speak his mind and not capitulate on his beliefs mm-hmm. and say what he actually believes despite the fallout. And these guys have sold themselves. They sold their souls. They are um, empty vessels. They don't believe what they're saying. And with the Logan Paul situation, you see even his 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 gay butt buddy, Mike Malak, <laughs> even that guy was was running back on his words because originally they were fans of Andrew Tate. They were making jokes. And then I, remember, I remember Instagram canceled them. Logan Paul got a text on his phone. He read it. He was reading off his phone what to say. And then now when Andrew Tate's kind of being pushed back into the, into the limelight because of his own actions, because of his own efforts of, you know, mm-hmm. staying true to what he was saying, these guys are like, oh, maybe we're a little too harsh. Maybe we shouldn't have done this. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. 
You know, I'd like to talk to him. You fucking weird creatures. Mm-hmm. Are you human? Or are you just dolls? Right? Yeah. Who's telling you what to say? What do you truly believe? This is what I mean. They're grown men inside of little girls' bodies. Yeah. And Sorry, they, other way around. Other way around. They're, they're uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, no, I completely get what you mean. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy how, like, the 360 happened. And I know that, I mean, like Aiden said, he was like, you fucking two-faced fuck. He was like, I know you fucking like and agree with a lot of the shit he says. And, like, he just went off. I, I, I really enjoyed that personally. But there's a lot of fucking merit and truth to that. It's like they're, they changed their whole perspective. Why? And a lot of it has to do with what they believe the narrative is. And they believe what the narrative is it, and who controls the narrative, right? It's just, it just down, goes down a cycle. I mean, I, I think he's just a tool at the end of it all. Yeah. Well, once again, I really don't like passing judgment, even to people that I outwardly dislike based on their actions. Uh-huh. Right, I don't really like passing judgment and saying, "Oh, I don't like this guy and that guy." The only thing that really pushed me off the edge is when he salted Jesus, when he said, yeah. when he started insulting Jesus and Christianity. Then I'm like, okay, this goes beyond anything. An enemy of my faith and the 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 people that my faith believe in, like Jesus, is a very revered figure. Yeah. Jesus is the most quoted prophet in the Quran, and when you insult that, it goes beyond personal, and I'm you you come across as a you know somewhat empty. And uh, devilish in this regard. So yes, now the gloves are on. And you know me, when I open my mouth, the world will hear about it. It's a simple choice. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I started this whole cancel Logan Paul narrative again, and I didn't want to do it. You did? That was But it was because of my video. Yeah. It was because of my video that started the whole thing of everyone hating uh, Logan Paul again. It was me. And I didn't want to do it. And I knew it would happen if I say that to anyone because my speech is compendious and powerful and I could strike into the hearts of the people. Yeah. But he stepped over the wrong toes and I had to say something. And unfortunately, now he's dealing with the repercussions of my words. The movement, unfortunately, began with me and I don't believe in canceling. But holding someone accountable is one thing I I, I do believe. Get him to tell the truth. What do you really believe? Disregard what they've told you, the notes that they've slipped you to say. I I, th- I think he's um he's fallen on his own sword because I think I think it's a pride thing at this point because he said the thing he said. He could fall on my sword, bro. I got two right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They haven't seen action in weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh yeah he he said he said what he said when uh I think he was at that one other studio or whatever I think outside of this country he said what he said when he was reading off that stupid ass phone right. And at that point, I think he's just living and dying by it as an as a the bad side of the ego thing, like we were talking about earlier, right? I think he's just sticking by that now at this point. I just had a point out of like the hate for the people that are like are pointing out the truth in his bullshit, you know? So he's just fi- he's just falling on his own sword or your sword, like you said, right? Yeah, but but it's his own action. He's falling that, on my sword. But, but it's his own action that led him to that, though. That's the thing. It's crazy, man. It, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I started losing respect to him, I, like, as of recent. I, I didn't care for him, but, like, yeah, I started, like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I agreed 100% with the ending of that video that you mentioned as well. You said that everything's going to go downhill from from there. I think he's going to get this. I think a lot of, like, the main show heads. Like, I, I, I support George, by the way. I like George because he says he's he, he enjoys Tate a lot. He's been true to his word. He stood up. He's the only fucking guy there, at least on the front facing side of that show. That's actually I give him uh-huh. props. I like him. Let me extend an olive branch to Logan Paul. Okay. Because I'm still a fair guy. I will voice my opinion. 
if he wants to recover from a situation that I caused for him, I will also tell him how to, uh, you know, I will tell him how to recover from it. You must not apologize and pander to the mob. The mob can never make me apologize for something I said or done. I will apologize to one individual if I directly hurt him. I will apologize to my family, but I will never apologize to people I do not know. So if he truly believes what he is saying, he needs to refuse to apologize and explain himself without arrogance. Okay. Perhaps maybe what got on people's toes was the arrogance in the way he speaks. Yeah. So if he really wants to succeed and not be canceled, what he needs to do is not apologize. In fact, stick by your guns. Just explain it more intellectually concise without emotion, without arrogance. If you were to come back and say, listen, I don't mean to insult anyone's religion. Okay. I still respect people's beliefs. However, the reason I believe that um, religion is silly is for XXX and reason. Okay. I'm going to stick by my guns. I say what I think is true. And I believe that we should have an open dialogue with, uh, on the internet. I do not mean to insult George. I did get a little bit heated. But I would be extremely disingenuous if I were to come on and apologize and switch my opinions right away. Yeah. I would actually lose respect more if he came and apologized. Whereas if he stuck by his guns and just explained himself more concisely and respectfully, mm. I'd be like, okay. And that is the only way to recover from being canceled. Mm. Yeah, I think That's what Andrew Tate did. Andrew Tate refused to apologize. He stuck by his guns and doubled down on what he's saying. Yeah. And he articulated himself in a greater manner. Now address the masses. And he gained the respect of everyone. Mm -hmm. Do you, I'm the master of cancer culture. I know what it means to be canceled. I've played this game before. Yeah. I know what you need to do. Never apologize to the mob. The mob, once you apologize once, they will demand more and more from you. They'll, it's like taking bricks from a house. They won't just take one. They'll take more and more and more and more. Yeah. Th there's a few people that I really respect in that realm. And that's going to be you. Another one is obviously Tim Dillon, like I mentioned earlier. And I don't know if you know who Long Beach Griffey is. It's people like you. Like, he, he's some he's some guy that uh, he, he's, like, popping on YouTube with, like, a female subscriber. He's, he's very funny. He he makes fun of, like, the whole cancel culture. Like, just the, the, the idiocy of this world, pretty much. It's just people like you that, like, I don't know. That I think the world needs more more people like this. Do you think, do you think Tate cracked the dam of censorship? Yes. Why do you think I so? think he did. I think I think he was it's not him alone, but he was the he was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. Right? There were people who spoke out against this before and they paved the way, but he was what the internet needed to liberate them from their own uh constraints. Right? We needed a guy like this to come out and be um an unadulterated uh, version of himself. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not caring what the system wants to say, just promoting his own visions and his beliefs and saying, okay, everyone has different opinions. Mine are extreme, but every human being has extreme beliefs. I'm just confident in saying mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I actually, the funny thing is I'm a Middle Eastern guy. Everything he said lines exactly up <laughs> with the shit that me and my friends have been saying. And my father has been saying, yeah. and my cousins have been saying it's the same shit. So even on that regard, it lines up. In fact, if you guys go on my TikTok, I've been on TikTok for three years. I have said the same shit. I've said all the oh, same shit. thing yeah, yeah, in the yeah. same way, in the extreme, extreme manner. So it's good to see somebody who also has the same opinions as me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, I think that's that's done a lot more good for the world. And it's I th- speaking of what I was talking about earlier, like undoing the programming. I think people like you and Tay and just people in that realm are what's helping like the youth and the people that have an open mind and the willingness to escape that rat race, rat hole, rat mind thinking, whatever you want to call it, brokey thinking, right? I think that's done a lot more good because, yeah, I, I think we needed this shit. I th- but it's like, but it's the counter of the craziness of the world. A pendulum swings both ways and it got enough to one point where now it has to swing the other way. And I think that's where the, the trend is going now this way. Absolutely. 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 Right? That's that's my wave theory, right? Oh, is I'm going to write a book theory? about wave yeah, theory. Yeah. I call Listen, it I've been cultivating yeah, yeah. this theory. Yeah. I've been cultivating this theory for a long time. It's like the Fibonacci sequence. It pops up everywhere in every facet and realm of, of reality. Mm-hmm. I, I'll write a book about it one day. Or perhaps I might make a video about the wave theory. A 50-minute video. Damn, that'd be but, crazy. Uh, that's, 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 a, that's for another day. Have, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Like your own? I don't want to do my own. I don't want to do my own. Um, Not yet. Maybe I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. But... I'm just a fan of hopping on other people's podcasts and saying what I think. Because mm-hmm. I think right? you, you, like, I like I, being interviewed. I, oh, oh, got it, got it. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I, I wanted, I was kind of curious to like pick your like brain as to, like which way you're gonna go in that realm. Because yeah, you, you first one, you'd kill it on your own. But I wanted to see like uh, like what your plan was in regards to like how it was if you wanted to converse with like just different people or, what, or things of that nature and whatnot. You know, I am not. I don't have a good habit of reaching out to people being disciplined in that regard, emails. I want to take care of only the creative aspect. Got it. So if I had a partner who could take care of every single thing and I just show up and talk, that'd be perfect. Got he it. could get the guests. He could do all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not the guy to reach out. I don't like reaching out like that. It's just like, it's so tedious to me. I just want to come and speak about the things I think. Yeah. Even if zero people are watching, I just like conversing with people. Got it, got it. Okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, I get how it is though. I mean, I'm like that with like certain things, not reaching out in particular, but there are certain things I've had like in my life that I'm just like, like, I mean, like meal prepping and shit like, like, nah, I won't do that. I feel you. I feel oh, you. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm so fucking lazy. I'm like, I'm just going to go to Flame Brawler. I don't care if it's, I'll go to Chick-fil-A, in and out whatever. Like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm just like, I'm not going to do this shit. Fuck. I'm like, I'm not going to clean. You. That's the thing. Well, that's one thing I need to get better on. But like, I just fucking hate shit like that, bro. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that makes me sex. I don't fucking. I'm just. I, I'm not. I just hate those things, dude. I hate it with the past. Well, if you have a, if you have a girl to clean for you, by all means, bro. I don't want a girl. It's too much responsibility. That's the problem. I don't want. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't not wanting a girl is different than having a girl to clean for you. Okay. If you have a little girl that you see once in a while, and like that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> like. My family hasn't been here for a while, a few weeks. Yeah. Okay? I invited a girl tomorrow. She's going to come over. I haven't seen her yet. I'm going to chill with her. going to come over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have her cook for me. Okay? Oh. I framed it like that. I'm like, hey, do you, um, do you know how to cook? As a little joke. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Yeah. I doubt that. You don't look like you know how to cook. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm amazing at the macaroni or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah? All right, you're going to cook for me. Um, what do you mean? Listen, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I want you to show me how good of a cook you are. Oh, okay, you're so crazy. And then I'll just come over. I'm doing it because I'm hungry. I have no food in the fridge. I don't like eating out every day. So bitch, come over, cook for me. Yeah. And then please do my laundry and then we'll do what comes natural after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, fuck that. It's a fancy date, first date shit. No, no, no. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a sickle. No, I think I think a lot of like, a lot of the people that are like, let's say, I don't really like using the terms, but like the terms are reality too. Like the betas will come and pay for the fancy dates and do all this bullshit. But when they're tired of that shit, they'll come to you and they'll cook and clean and then you get the goods and shit, right? Like that's just how it works. That's just fucking, 
Because they have respect for you ultimately because they they don't respect themselves enough to fucking stand on their own sword, you know? Of course. And listen, make no mistake. I like fancy places. I like fancy dates. However, I will not take a woman that I don't know to a fancy place because mm -hmm. they're logistically just a nightmare. Number one, I want to be able to talk to you and get to know who you are. You can't do that on a fancy date. Mm -hmm. The object is the, is the dinner that you're eating, not yeah. you and the other person. Number two, am I expected to defend this woman with my life even without knowing her? Yes, but I would rather not do that until I'm deeply invested. So I will take her to local places. We'll have a coffee. We'll sit in my car. We'll take a walk around the park. We'll get some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Come to my house. We'll hang out. Something like that. That's good. And That's then, of course, once you get to know them, okay, yeah, yeah. Fourth, fifth date. Hey, let's go to this hotel. This is a nice hotel. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the fancy restaurant. Let's get a steak. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah, I think it, it has to come in doses, right? Like, not, like, right out the gate. I think that's important. That's one thing I fucked up a lot before, like, in the years ago. I would just do it, like, right out the gate and shit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. But, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you want to see if you can get to vibe with the person, you know, and shit like that. Like, and you'll actually have a connection if they're actually, like, completely brain dead or they have some thought. Because it's important to at least have, like, a girl that's open-minded, you know? That's, like, number one. But it, it's also, like, there's a high, heavy expectation yeah. with a with a date and that's unfair to the woman right you're expecting there's this weird expectation hey i did this much for you like i want something in return no no i want to get to know you and if a girl really likes you she doesn't care where you go mm -hmm. you'll go anywhere as long as you're a good time mm -hmm. okay so guys you don't need to buy women okay pay for expensive dates just to meet them of course there are some girls who expect a lot and sometimes there's there's times you have to break that rule Right, you'll have to go to a fancy dinner because like this girl is a is a high class woman. Yeah, and she wants to do yeah, stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, I would say just get the vibe with your girl first. Okay, get to know her, and then and then after do what comes natural. When what what are things that someone like you, who obviously have high standards, you're a high value person, right? What are, what are things that you look for like when it comes to like uh, like a woman that that are high value like in your eyes that like that you would pick because I I want to see like what that what other people can grab from that and and myself as well of course. I want a girl who's nice, uh -huh. right? Nice and smiles at me a lot. Uh -huh. Okay, it's very pleasant to be around. Okay, not not necessarily loud. I don't like girls who chat my ear off. Mm -hmm. There's some girls who are just, I, 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 you know, not none of that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't. I would very much appreciate if you didn't have seven boyfriends before before me. Mm. Okay. In fact, if you're a virgin more than a marrier, I will actually commit to you a greater likelihood if you are a virgin mm -hmm. because that means I'm your first man and I want to uh, present to you what a man really is. So I will treat you greatly and I will commit to you. Um, or if you have a low body count, low body count, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, if she's pleasant to be around. Another thing, be with your woman for a while, a few weeks, and just see how lucky your life gets. There are some women who are lucky charms. For what reason? I don't know. And there's some women who drain the life out of you, even though they're pleasant to be around. Mm -hmm. So if I'm with a girl, and all of a sudden, not even her doing, just shit starts to get unlucky for me. Because yeah. she's in my life. I'm like, all right, the universe is telling me that this bitch has some weird skeletons in the closet, some karmas attached to her being, mm -hmm. and she's unlucky. Versus there's some women I meet, and after the first time we meet them, Opportunities come flying. I get lucky. Mm -hmm. So identify that. And if she's lucky, keep her. Mm -hmm. She's good energy. She's attracting good energy to, to your life. 
Hmm. I don't think I found someone like that yet. Usually it's like, hmm. I don't think I found a lucky charm yet. Maybe I just haven't fucking. Maybe it's just the fucking people in America, bro. Fuck these people here. I'm just kidding. But also, okay. are you dating enough? Um. Yeah. I've are you been hitting the numbers? A few times a week. A few times a week with random chicks. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but, but okay, so you have to date enough to find the good ones. Uh -huh. You have to hit the numbers. You know what I mean? You can't be dating one or two girls a year and go like, oh, yeah, no. Really, really try to find a good girl. You can't find a good girl if you don't try. So go out on your dates, go find your girls, mm -hmm. and then you're going to stumble across a few good girls. Yeah, I'm like trying to pick like girls from like different realms and shit, like kind of like gay and shit. I don't know if that sounds bad or not, but I am. I'm just like experimenting, like just trying, right? Uh, but yeah, at least like two different ones like a week. At least that's been like the thing. It seems like this year, this is all changed for me. This is all like different. This is weird, right? Uh, but before, yes. like nothing, like once a year, twice, maybe three, three, four, like let's say three, four times a year, right? Before, uh -huh. but, like this year is like 360. It's like I could get that like in two weeks. Like it's just, it's weird. I don't know. Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's the whole thing though. That's good. Yeah, man. If you want to, um, right, regardless, if you want, if you're a religious guy and you want to find a good wife. If you're a non-religious guy, you just want a good girlfriend. Or even if you want to sleep around. Okay, I'm not going to parse morality to say what you should do as a man. I'm not going to convince anyone to choose one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Men will do what they want to do. However, in every single regard, I still think you should go be dating a lot. If you're a religious guy and you want to find a good wife to marry, you're going to have to talk to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to fucking ask around. Converse with them. Oh, okay, go to a lot of girls' houses because... What's the odds that you're going to find the perfect girl? Mm -hmm. Or not even the perfect girl. Sorry. I don't believe in that. What's the odds that you're going to find a, a lucky charm girl who's very good for you and compatible to you on your first on your first shot? It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No. So always, always, always look around and make sure you're, you're, you're choosing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not just, oh, this is the one and only that yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. And that, no, you want to choose. Got it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely get it. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, no, I, I 100% get, I, I was going to say, what do you, what do you think about like people that are atheists? Uh, I mean, that's not me. You know, that one guy that like, I've been talking about, he's like, I always mock him for being atheist and shit. Like I, like, I've been doing that like pretty heavy, but like, yeah. Well, what would you say? Like in that regard, he's very open-minded believe... too. So he won't, he won't take any, he's not a pussy. He's, he's, he's good. So he can be I think atheistic people are struck by, um, hyper logic, logicalism mm -hmm. and logic is not the only a realm of, 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 of viewing the world. Mm -hmm. These people don't believe in uh, uh, self-belief, mm -hmm. things like hypnosis, um, things like, um, you know, your beliefs shape the world. Uh, they don't believe in symbolism and energy. And I think that someone who is atheist is still making a faith-based decision, but a faith-based decision towards nihilism and negativity. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe in evil, which means that I believe in ultimate good. Okay. And I would rather have a symbolic structure of an ultimate good in the form of God rather than an arbitrary idea of good that I cannot ascribe something to. And then also the confines and constraints that religion puts upon me are amazing. People say, if you want to be free, you need to be totally free with no rules. No. Freedom comes by constraining yourself because you're going to be a slave to something. You're going to be a slave to pleasures. People are slaves to alcohols, right? They're slaves to their desires. Or you could be a slave to your belief system, mm -hmm. which is your religion. So atheistic people have this lost. They think they have had the world solved and figured out. And they're making a faith-based decision that God doesn't exist. Either way, you cannot fundamentally prove one or the other. What will improve your life? Which one? I truly believe 
the symbolic structure of religion will age you and is intrinsically um, uh, amorphous with, with uh, human condition. Right? It's very compatible with the human condition to believe in God. We have done it for centuries. Perhaps it is a concept that is embedded within our psyche. That's why atheistic people are so kind of confused. Mm -hmm. If you're agnostic, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. But true atheism is a faith-based stance, and I don't respect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know what to say just because I'm not like from that stance in particular. But yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I'll, almost every single time like I see an atheist, like there's like, there's always like a, there's like no glow to them. Like I always feel like people have some life when they actually follow like some religious structure and have some hope in life. And I know what you're talking about, like you're not one to pass judgment. <laughs> this is probably something that I could work on, but like I do be judging a lot of people. I don't know if that's because my name's, no, I'm just kidding. I was gonna it's say, okay. I was going to say, no, no, it's okay. I was going to say, cause my name is Jesus. Is that Haram? It's a great name. It's a beautiful name. Okay. Thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah. But, I, but like, yeah, like I, I mean, I think, I think judging people has like a lot of merit to it. I think people that pretend to judge are the ones that are truly lying to themselves. And I think how you carry yourself, how you dress, how you act, where you go, things of the nature, like I think have so much merit and I think you should judge, but like, don't let that be the ultimate final deciding factor in somebody. I think is a whole different story, right? I think judging a book by the cover is fine. It's that's the fucking book, right? I, that's just, I know, I don't know if that sounds weird, but like I do, I'm like that. I don't know. I think that if you're open-minded enough, yeah. And you're cognizant enough, you should judge books by its cover. Mm. Right? Why else? You just need to be able to see through the, the initial, mm. right? See through the cover. Yeah, I could, I could kind of look at people that are walking down the street. I could, I'll judge them. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm walking down the street and I see, a, I see a guy in a hoodie, right? And ear pods in, bobbing his head in the dark alleyway. I'm crossing the fucking streets. Mm-hmm. Okay? That motherfucker got a knife on him or something. Yeah. I'm making a judgment right there. He's a criminal or potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what race he is. He could be Chinese. He could be black. He could be white, whatever. Mm-hmm. We make judgments based on the cover all the time. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? But I, I, obviously blanket generalizations of, of, of races is a different story. Mm-hmm. But individual judging based on, based on the cover is fine. Okay, yeah, because I do do that a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I, I like I said, I don't let that be the deciding factor, right? Like, I know there's a lot more depth to a person, but I think that that that, that, that has a lot of merit to it, you know? Um, would you say you're a good judge of character? I, I would like to think so, yeah. I can usually get, like, a, quite a good read on people. Um, I This sounds cheesy, but, like, if I can, certain, like, energies and shit, like, I, I, I can either be, like, immediately like, repulsed or, like, like somebody. And I, I sometimes I can't even point, like, a finger to that. There, there are things like that. Like, I, I've kept the good people around me, and that's a very small and tight circle. So so trust your instincts. Your instincts will guide you. Your instincts are there to give you direction where your logical brain cannot. Mm-hmm. Trust your instincts. This comes with women, too. I do not need evidence of a woman being unfaithful to me. Mm-hmm. If I sense it in my gut, and I don't even know why. I was like, all right, this bitch is having thoughts or behaviors that are unfaithful towards me. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why, but I met her today and something feels off. Sorry, bitch, you're gone. And I have not been wrong. Because that probably protected me from a future uh, a bad scenario. Mm-hmm. Men know this. We are instinctual creatures. Mm-hmm. Okay, If you listen to your instincts, it'll guide you. Yeah, and I think... This sounds like very, like, I don't know how it sounds actually, but it's just, I think instincts have a lot more merit <clears throat> than people realize. And a lot of people go against their instincts. 
uh, for whatever reason. I don't call it propaganda, just, I don't know, brainwash, whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. But I think a lot of people need to get more in tune with that. And this might be, like, a little bit of a bridge, but I think that's why, like, okay, actually, I might go into, like, a little conspiracy. That's why they, they, they do a bunch of shit to close out your pineal gland. Have you heard about that? Um, yeah so the metals in your water the microplastics the phthalates um it calcifies the pineal gland yeah yeah and i think there's a lot of things that like stop your instincts like that potentially but yeah that goes against human nature as a whole of course i absolutely agree with that yeah so i'm just i'm just hesitant with a bunch of shit but yeah man this is a dark world (laughs) this is a dark world you know listen it was uh it was a pleasure to go over it with you. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of, it's easy to, to, to be nihilistic in this day and age. Mm. Some people would paint me as a nihilist for saying these things, but I'm utterly an optimist. I'm very optimistic about the future. Mm. I believe there are great things in store for me. And I believe there are great things in store for people who actually truly are optimistic and understand who they are. Mm. As long as you see the silver lining in things, there's always opportunity. Mm. What I view the world is not bad or good. I view it as a ball of chaos. And you have to insert yourself in the chaos because that's where the money is exchanged. Mm-hmm. That's where the power is exchanged. Actually, power and money are exchanged to the greatest degree during ca- times of uncertainty. So if you really are optimistic, you could see the silver lining during bad times and use that to transmute the negative energy into positive energy. You're going through a bad time and a breakup. You can transmute the negative energy into positive motivation that will make you a better person. If you... Living during a time of financial crisis, you could transmute that negative circumstance to find an opportunity that will result in a positive uh, future occurrence. So nihilism is not a good good viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Be optimistic, even though you understand that the world is cruel and tragic. Yeah, there's a few good sayings. There's one that like crossed my head like immediately when you said that. It's uh, some government official said that it was like never let a good crisis go to waste. And uh, it's like, uh, yes. yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that that's when the, that's when you strike. If you can strike in the middle of chaos, no one will even know what you're aiming for in the, in the heat of the moment when everything's going on in the front facing levels of the world and the real Neither. action happens in the background. And a lot of people need to take note of that. A lot of people need to take note of that. God bless. Listen, brother, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta skedaddle now. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. it was, we're, we're, it was a pleasure. Awesome, awesome, man. Uh, people should follow you on Instagram, Twitter. You obviously got TikTok, right? Follow me on TikTok, Orlando King. Follow me on Twitter. Once again, Orlando King on Instagram, Orlando King. I'm gonna be a little more uh, active on Instagram, and then hopefully we're gonna start some YouTube stuff soon. But for now, we're on TikTok. I have a bunch of different accounts on TikTok. Whatever you find, um, my main account has a million followers. My other accounts, I don't know, a bunch of followers on those ones. Follow me on Twitter. I have all my shit there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, I hope everyone prospers. Yeah. Please be optimistic about the future, but understand the tragedies and the deception that's looming around you. Keep your mind on <laughs> and uh, continue continue to be open and learning. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and YouTube. Those are the main ones you follow. And if you all don't have them on TikTok, obviously follow them there. Uh, but yeah, man, I saved a bunch of the good questions. We'll, we'll figure out the details later. I'll let you get going to what you got to do, man. And it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Hit me up, bro. All right, bro. All right, peace. Perfect. Peace peace. out, man.